I, I don't disagree with you. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Special alert, special alert. This is the David Allen Show. Uh, special news coverage breaking as we speak. Uh, every every moment there's something breaking. Uh, uh, David, we hope to get a word from him. He's on the front lines of this, um, uh, what do we call this? Pandemic. An attack? Uh, attack. Or a pandemic. That's fine. Attack. But Jay's sitting in. We might have, um, <clears throat> Wallace may come in at some point too. We're not sure. The peanut gallery is quarantined away, hiding. Um, so anyway, uh, welcome to the show. It's Three March fourteenth, two thousand twenty, and Jay's in studio with me. How are you? I'm good. I'm well. Uh, excellent. Yeah. that's actually probably the best answer that most people can give now. Isn't that? Yeah, that, there's well. actually truth to that. I'm well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about this pandemic in the world that is called the the COVID the, 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 COVID-19. the Corona the beer name. Uh, COVID. Yes, COVID. COVID nineteen. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Tuck your mic a little closer to you. It's Yo, been a while since you've been here. It has been a while. Indeed. It's been a while since we've been here, any of us. Um, well, when did you and you guys did one? The last show that I recall doing was... Something happened. I had to bail on that. Some month, uh, yeah. Or mm-hmm. I wasn't invited. I nope. Nope. You decided that it didn't matter as much to you. And that's okay. You know, we understand. That could be the case. <laughs> you know, now that it's an hour drive for me, it's a little bit harder no, to- No, quit your whining. It's never been different. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, your work is different. Oh, that's true. Okay, that's- <clears throat> Okay. See? Again, fair. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, there is so much stuff that's coming out so fast. January 11 was the last time we actually did it, so and, that's not Oh, terrible. that's right, because yeah. it was my anniversary. That's mm. why I didn't go. You guys whatever. invited me, but it was my wedding anniversary, <laughs> so know, again, I, I spent it with my wife Blame instead. it on whatever you need to. It's I fine. Know. Okay, so I am really struggling at actually finding a dollar amount that was attached to this bill that was passed it's last It's quite night. possible that uh, the Senate has not done anything with it, so <laughs> they don't have that number. But there Is this must one of those be... you have to pass it before we know what's well, in it? Well, Pelosi kind of was in charge of it, so it's there's a good chance. Well, and I did. That sounds right. I did read briefly that the forty people that voted against it were all Republicans, and it's because of the trinkets that were put in that they weren't a fan of. Yeah, uh, and this became a pork bill. Well, and I think pork one of barrel, the barrel. they call it pork barrel? Oh, and I think one of the no, that's shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> you just like cross to <laughs> pork barrel is something else. Uh, you're thinking pork belly, Whatever fish works. barrel. Yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, from what I read, the 40 Republicans that voted no, uh, they wanted stricter guidelines on private businesses uh, being able to receive funds for sick pay because uh, it's it's kind of vague in the language that there is guaranteed sick pay for people needing to stay home. Correct. Uh, but the way that it was worded, the Republicans that voted no said their concern is that it looks a little bit too lenient giving private businesses or letting private businesses off the hook from using their own um, employee policy for sick pay versus um, just government bailout. So and makes sense. I we've talked internally where I work and I work for local government. Uh, we've talked about it and 
until legislation gets passed that forces us differently. If somebody needs to take time off because they need to be quarantined or um, they test positive regardless, they're going to be required to use their sick time just as though if they got the flu. Mm. Um, so unless something changes, uh, that's what our policy is at this point. And that's local government. That's not even private business. To unleash the full power of the federal government full this power. effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Today, after repeatedly downplaying the gravity of the coronavirus pandemic, President Trump declared a national emergency. The action I am taking will open up access to up to $50 billion. $50 billion. administration's response to combat the rapidly <clears throat> spreading virus. A newly formed public-private partnership with several iconic American brands with the aim of Hold accelerating testing. Several American brands. See if you can name them. There's there's five on the on the screen here. What are they? Okay, sorry, I was half zoning out, reading something else. What was the? Give me the clip again. Okay, well, let's go back. Partnership with several iconic American Hold brands. On, back. The virus pandemic. President Trump declared a national emergency. The action I am taking will open up access to up to fifty billion dollars. Part of the administration's response to combat the rapidly spreading virus. A newly formed public-private partnership with several iconic American brands. Oh, geez. So American brands, we're probably talking like a bear. Um, eh. I have no idea. I'm trying to think of who the prescription or... or Ooh, interesting. I'm trying to think okay. of those types of healthcare okay. companies that would have been partnered, like the Blue Cross, the, uh, the bear, the... Keep going. You got me. You're going down the right path. The, but but not not so much at the manufacturer level. Are we talking like at the Avera level? Uh, no, 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 no. We're not I don't talking. even know what direction. I would. I was thinking they'd partner with healthcare, but uh, I'm sorry for being way so wrong. You're way wrong. Why would because we partner Because when you go with... to the healthcare system, where do they send you after they tell you what's wrong with CDC. you? CDC. <laughs> No, they send you to Walgreens, oh, oh, CVS oh, oh, Pharmacy, no, Target, okay, Walmart, Quest Diagnostics. Got it. Those are the five that are on nope. the screen. I would not have even thought to go down pharmacy, that road. Right. No, I was thinking more like, you know, yeah, the Bayer, the Mayo, yeah. the... Yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah. No, we're talking public-private partnership, which means um, monopoly, big yeah, money. I hear you. With the aim of accelerating testing. We'll have the ability to do uh, in the millions uh, over a very, very quick period. ABC News contributor Dr. True. Simone Wiles is an expert in infectious diseases. Doctor, what's your... Uh, this is Nightline, by the way. This is uh, from the ABC News website. Uh, posted this t today, March 14 at 12.31 p.m., which was about 20 minutes ago. Biggest takeaway from the president's press conference? That we are going to get testing done, which everyone is thrilled about because we were all asking for that. So is it too late, too little, or still in time, you think? Isn't it too little, too late? Not too late, too little? Too little, too late. That's what I thought. I don't know. I tomato, tomato. We probably would have liked it a little sooner. For weeks, a surging demand for testing presented an overwhelming challenge for health officials, with the U.S. lagging far behind other countries in total patients tested. Yesterday, the nation's top infectious specialist, Dr. Anthony Fauci, had this striking admission. Yes, it, it is a failing. I mean, let's admit it. 
But today, with the president's proposals, Fauci believes the equation can be changed. You have to embrace the private sector. And this is exactly what you're seeing, because you can't do it without it. Under the new partnership announced at the White House, private companies like Roche, LabCorp, and Quest Diagnostic will develop and launch the capacity to conduct COVID-19 tests. They will develop and launch the capacity. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know, because last I heard, and again, this, this the news re- cycle on this is so fast, yeah. I don't know what's real or not, yeah. but... Last I heard, which I think was three or four days ago, the problem with testing was they didn't have enough supply of the chemicals that went into the test Mm -hmm. in order to create enough testing. So it was a supply and demand issue. It wasn't a dollars and cents issue. Uh Even though it cost, supposedly it cost $3,000 per test. I didn't hear that. Yeah, which is nuts. I will say that it has been a long time. And I, I'm trying. I'm struggling at remembering when there was a news cycle as fast as this one. Yeah. And how much information and/or misinformation is being well, misinformation happens all the time. But how much information is being pushed out and how quickly it's changing? It's really it's it's been a challenge to keep up. And you keep up on the news cycle probably ten times faster than I do. So I I don't even know how you're keeping up with it. Uh, really not. It, it, other than just. Checking. I have been the last couple of days. I have had the Dow Jones ticker on my screen throughout the day, just uh, simply that, to see what that's yeah, doing. And that, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not. Well, I'm I've not been panicked. Watching, yeah, but it's I've just been fascinating watching, to see that crash and come right back. I've been watching that, um, and I have a, a little bit of a vested interest in some cryptocurrencies, like a very a variety of them. Oh, uh, Bitcoin that crashed almost. Yeah, well, no, it, it lost crashed. what forty percent. Yeah, forty percent. But it deal. wasn't just Bitcoin. It was it was pretty much across the board. All cryptocurrencies really? lost a boatload of money. Mm. Yeah, um, I think it's all going to rebound. Um, you know, I think any expert you listen to says it's going to rebound, but there's now the secondary panic of we're going to get through this because the weather's warming up and people are going to get healthy in May, June, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to have round two in the fall. But I don't know. Well, but then I heard from a guy, uh, did did you happen to see that that virologist that was on Rogan earlier in the week? No. Um, If you get a chance, go check it out. It's an hour and a half long. Uh, He's supposedly, uh, I think, he he he's like a virus detective is what he called himself. Uh, and he, so does he work for like who? University or does he Minnesota. work for CDC? University oh, of Minnesota. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's in the edu- in the uh, academia. Does he work for the who? Is he one of the band members? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and he his thing was it's not heat. It's not affected by heat. It's not heat. Um, right, and, because it's respiratory. Yeah, and and his because th- Rogan asked him. He said, "Well, what about sitting in a sauna?" Well, you know, because some people are saying that that's a good way to kill it. And the guy said, that's nonsense, because if the air in your lungs got as hot as it needed to be, uh, <clears throat> you w- wouldn't be able to survive. It'd kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Rogan's eyes are like, what? Uh, well, what if you breathe all your air out? He's like, you never actually breathe it all out. <laughs> Rogan did <laughs> not ask that question seriously. Essentially. <laughs> Was he high? I, well, maybe. He, he might have been high. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he, I think he's I, there had to have been some cynicism and jest in that uh, but it didn't feel like it because he's very serious he's freaked out about this disease thing that's happening but why would he ask the question what if you breathe all your air out well he's also he also got into probiotics and stuff and the guy was pushing back saying there's really no evidence they work um, and of course that goes against a lot of what Rogan believes uh, well and sells 
I think so, the, the fair point, though, and we don't need to go down this rabbit trail, but the fair point is from the pharmaceutical medical community, he's correct, and that's because they don't do studies on probiotics long term. Oh, he claimed they do, though. Uh, it, you know, he laid out the whole reason they do. And I, again, I'm not saying he's straight up, but... So I'll say that I've known a couple of doctors well, fairly recently yeah. that believe in the holistic approach also, but they do also believe in real medicine mm-hmm. and their concern. So they believe in the fake medicine and the real medicine. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, but their challenge is that the general studies on holistic nutrition, probiotics, vitamins, it's all very short-term studies done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, anyway, they believe that the science in the medical community testing those is real junk science because they're trying to be able to disprove it out of the gate rather than try to prove it works because if it proves it works who's paying for the test so is that how all medical testing is done from one position no of course not because if you are i mean when we come out with a coronavirus vaccine do you think they're going to try to prove that it doesn't work or they you think they're going to try to prove ah this works so they're gonna so they're one-sided. going to skew the evidence. Well, yeah, one. Okay, if you meant one-sided, yes. That's what I mean. Like, like, of course. Like, does anything? Does any research start off with a bias? It would almost have to, wouldn't it? Be- well, yeah, because, because someone has trying- to have the the hypothesis. Well, yeah, there has to be a hypothesis works. that yeah. you're proving or disproving right. or disproving. But whether your hy- if your hypothesis is trying to prove something, then all then your mindset is already you're you're already of the mindset this is going to work so you're more in tune with what's going to work excuse me uh anyway that's a whole different conversation dr fauci anthony thank you brilf um from the daily mail yesterday tony uh, sure he's not (laughs) my friend (laughs) um White House coronavirus expert Dr. Anthony Fauci said on Friday morning that the current state of crises in the U.S. would last for two months and that it's all on the table in terms of how much more severe things may become. In a series of interviews with Good Morning America and CBS This Morning, Fauci gave his bleak assessment of what is still to come. It's certainly going to get worse before it gets better. There's no doubt we have not peaked yet, he said. Asked directly if America was heading towards a complete shutdown like China and Italy, he would not rule it out. I'm not sure we're going to get to that. I think... Was that you? No. End quote. This is Dr. This is Tony. Uh, I think that would be really rather dramatic, but I can tell you that all things are on the table. We just have to respond as things evolve over the days and the weeks, he said. Uh, I don't think that's far off. I just Not at this point. Well, I just heard from my um, younger son who's stationed in Norfolk. Uh, he is actually scheduled to move. say Norfolk? Norfolk. Really? Yeah. That's how they say it. Well, it's F-O-L-K, Norfolk. That ain't how they say it. How do they say it? Norfolk. Folk. Okay, whatever. <laughs> There's no L in that yeah, word. But you all, yeah, but well, not you. You don't say this, but you know darn well everybody in your community says Oregon. <laughs> not my community. Here? Oh, the, sorry. Correct. Yes. The community yeah, in yeah, which yeah. you currently reside, they all call it Oregon. Well, the ones that I haven't fixed. The Oregon Trail. Yeah, me too. But anyway, <laughs> so my son's stationed in Norfolk. That's kind of dangerous. You might have to bleep that. <laughs> right. 
he actually was scheduled to uh, to move to Minnesota as a recruiter. Ooh. End of May. And he just texted me this morning and said, well, not moving, not yet. They just put a travel ban on all domestic travel for military and uh, for active duty military and their direct dependents. No more duty changes, no more temporary duty, nothing. No travel. They're done. So he's stuck Outside in- of like active orders, obviously. Nope. No, no, no. He has active orders. No, no, You're no, no, talking no. Deployment. I, yeah, sorry, deployment. Yeah, they're going to They're going to continue to deploy. Mm-hmm. People that are on current deployment are able to travel home. Um, but uh, anybody, so more or less, this is not the wording. I went and read the press release, but more or less, non-essential travel. So no more moving, uh, no, no training, none of that. It, you're going to stay on your base, period. Okay, here's something I want to throw at you since you are, I mean, some would say you were in the military at some point. Uh, you have to say that civilian (laughs) around four this from militarytimes.com around 400 from yesterday around 400 national guard personnel have been activated across six states to support operations to stem the spread of novel coronavirus the national guard bureau said uh in a press release the governments of florida iowa louisiana new or new york uh rhode island and washington have all activated components of their army and air national guard Guardsmen in California and Maryland are also expected to join their state's efforts today. Uh, what is the point of bringing in the military at some level? Well, it depends on the components, too. What are they doing with those components? Are they trying to stem rioting at stores? Um, which components? Are they activating National Guard nurses or first responders? What What are they doing with them? Three is Florida. Three guardsmen are currently providing support at the State Emergency Operations Center in yeah. Tallahassee. So I know that there's emergency operations centers that are activating to start FEMA, developing plans. Essentially, not even just FEMA. Even at the state or county level, they're activating. I mean, but but that that's where then FEMA goes there. Like they work right yeah. at the state mm-hmm. level with those people. Yep, correct. So do are we looking at FEMA camps here soon? You mean quarantine well, camps? Well, sure. Quarantine camps? Yeah. Why not? But, but I don't know. Okay. I, m- my wife and I watched a movie last night. Can I can I say the name of the movie? I don't know why not. Okay. So we watched That's a movie. a review, right? But we, watched, we watched a movie last night <laughs> called Contagion. Have you heard uh, of this movie? I've heard of it. Never seen it. Okay. It came out in it, 2011. Is it straight up correct? It is actually eerie. Really? Watching it. So mm-hmm. this was 2011. Mm-hmm. We're talking nine years ago, and this was talking about a virus that started in China, that was ground zero, and then makes its way pandemic globally, and they can't test fast enough, and it's growing faster. They get their hands on it, and it was creepy weird. Is it a playbook? It, it looked just <laughs> like a playbook. Yeah. It looked like a playbook. Mm. It was weird. It was really, it was kind of eerie to mm. watch. Contagion. Yeah, 2011. Cost me four bucks to rent it on Amazon. Wait a second. It's not streaming? They've removed it from the streaming options? Well, Amazon is streaming. I mean, the, like, Prime streaming or Netflix. It's not free. Well, then it's not Prime, then, if you had to pay for it. You're right. Okay. I have, yeah, yeah, you're right. I have Prime, but I had to pay three ninety nine to rent it. This episode of the David Allen Show, uh, proudly fueled by Simply Coffee, sitting within the VPD Studio building on the, on Main Street in Millbank. Uh, if you want the best cup of coffee in the region, 
You must try it. I got to say, it's they're, actually really smooth. They're open 6.30 to 4. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Come check it out. Yeah, and I was Simply not paid. Coffee. I paid for my coffee, uh, yes. so that was not a paid endorsement. I, I actually was very impressed. It's Excellent. very very smooth. We'll talk to them and, and get them to sponsor the show. Strong. For real, even though we like we like the product. <laughs> what, what do they say? I, I was a customer before I was a sponsor, there before we they were a sponsor. Yes. We bought them before they paid us to talk about them. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so something else that I... Wanted to talk to you about, and I'm. I think I want to see if we can get old David on the phone, and include him in this conversation because uh, I think this one is something that um, will be a good. I th- I chat. think if if we can't really get him heavy on the phone now, mm-hmm. heavy on the phone. That sounds weird. Yeah. Um. That's not a that's not a dig on his body shape. I'm not body shaming. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, he is way more of an expert on this than either or you. You oh, without question, be, absolutely. Um, his his background in state of emergencies and that kind of training. Well, and he did work with FEMA in yeah. New Orleans, I believe, yeah, yeah. during uh, Katrina, correct? Um, Katrina, and then um, he also, um, but he was a volunteer then, but he was in the emergency management world at mm-hmm. the local level. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he's been following this pretty close. This is kind of his gig. Okay. I'm going to just and, uh, in fact, reach out I, to his people. I would make say sure. that if he wanted to make fun of us, he could say that he was warning us about this probably, what, a good three or four weeks ago we started getting text oh, messages. Yeah. Oh, and you, yeah. You and I were making fun of him <laughs> at that time. Yes. Yep. <laughs> now we're calling yep. him as the expert. And let's be real. The only reason he's not here right now is because he had- Zika. No, (laughs) he had influenza A, and we wouldn't let him. We wouldn't let him come into the studio with us. And we we questioned having Jay here because he was in D.C. recently, and apparently this um, Zika coronavirus is uh, contagious up to two or three weeks before symptoms. Well, originally they said fourteen days. Yeah, but then I've heard up to twenty. So who knows? Today is my fourteenth day. Oh, so we're good. So, but now I've yeah, now I've been told it could be up to twenty-four days. Boy, that's lovely. At at this point, why don't we all throw our hands up and go? We don't know. Just wash your hands and don't like breathe on people. That's the fear, isn't it? What the unknown? Yeah. Oh yeah. The fear of the the fear of the unknown, but Mm -hmm. the 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 fear of the pandemic is is. Social media, I think, is driving way too much of it. Mainstream media, of course, you know, but the idea that we've got a toilet paper shortage Holy because cow. of- why? Because of social media. Don't don't you think that but that has it, to be the do responsibility? You think people ran to Costco and Walmart to empty the shelves of toilet paper because of social- I don't remember hearing anything on social media that says, holy crap, you need more toilet paper. I don't think it was you need more toilet paper. I think it was people panic thinking, shoot, there's going to be a sickness. But well, I guess there I need- is there is a shortage on food as well. A um, friend of mine who has been on the show uh, a couple times from Austin, he sent me these pictures, and I'll show them to you, and I might try to put them in the show notes. Um, this is a, it's either, it looks like a Sam's Club. Food shelves uh, Did he actually take those? Yeah. Yeah, he was because there. Because those look like uh, we we were in a local big box store mm-hmm. uh, two or three days ago, and my wife took some similar pictures. That's crazy. Uh, my sister in Albuquerque, New Mexico, had to order toilet paper from Amazon 
in bulk because you can't get it anywhere else and you can't get small quantities from Amazon because they're sold out. You can't get anything locally. So she had to buy $62 worth of bulk toilet yeah, paper you know from what? Amazon. If you buy $62 worth, you're going to use $62 worth. It well, just might the, take you exactly. five months Exactly. What do I it. just don't get is why is that the thing that everyone appears to be hoarding? Well, it, I don't know. Again, I still I still bring it back to the social media. I heard, what was it, three, four, five days ago when they first started talking about the run on toilet paper, there were people in New York selling it by the roll for $100 on the street. That wasn't just a joke? That was real? No, no, no. That was actually, people were trying to sell it Because you know why the they street. did that? Because inside is crack. Is that there's what heroin that could wrapped be. between Well, there's it. a chance of that. Yeah. I wonder if that would kill coronavirus. <laughs> certainly is worth that a the shot. Cure? Heroin? <laughs> Adam Curry said, I wonder if vaping is going to be the cure. Oh, if it's geez. respiratory. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fantastic if vaping actually was something that helped you? Well, okay. So let's talk about something real from... so. Oh, this is all fake. Good. No, no, no. Yeah. Fake news. Um, no, no. So I see that the great state you live in mm-hmm. shut down schools for a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So... First, I don't understand the idea of one week, but that's a whole nother story. Why do you, why do you shut them down for just one week? Or is that we're going to do it for a week and see if that does any good? <clears throat> do you know? Well, uh, what they said, and let me actually get it, because there was something in the uh, in the governor's um, announcement that I... The governor of your state. Correct. The Chris, state Christy Nome. Christ, okay. The governor, so, Christy Nome, who I'm trying to get on uh, another podcast I do here, and if we do, we'll pull quotes from it. Uh, but I've got a see what that was all right well while you look that up i just heard this morning wisconsin is now shutting down k through 12 yeah and i don't know if theirs was a week or two weeks but it wasn't an indefinite um, uh, i thought i heard it was till april 16th okay so a month all right i could be wrong on that but i think that's yeah, I the case i don't know but we'll just say they're shutting down k-12 um new york Governor of New York is being criticized because he's not shutting the schools down, right? Correct. But you know why? But whole, and, yeah. and I I think, now I didn't hear his speech, but I did listen to Governor Waltz. I live in Minnesota. Ah, yes. I did listen to Governor Waltz's um, press release yesterday live. Mm-hmm. And the information that came out of his mouth from his advisors, I thought was so rational and fantastic. He said, we are not shutting down, because the press questioned him on it. Mm-hmm. He said, we are not shutting down K-12 through schools because 35% of all working nurses have school-age kids, yeah. and now you pull 35% of the workforce yep. in healthcare away. And not only that, but school-age kids are the most resilient to the virus anyway. <laughs> so why make your kids panic mm-hmm. and pull pull those nurses and or doctors out of the workforce. Why do you do that? Now, is that the same rationale that Bellagio is using? Bellagio. 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 Um. <clears throat> do you know? Is that the same logic that he was using? Is the the unnecessary panic of the kids and the healthcare shortage of pulling these nurses out of the workforce to babysit their kid, not babysit, but stay home with their kids? That was... Um, it, it, I don't. The you, thing I heard wasn't that it was for the healthcare providers, which that makes sense to me. It was because where else would homeless people eat? Homeless kids get food, and I don't. Well, you know, okay, because, because think, of these food programs that these schools do, the lunch program. Like I know in this city, they expanded it to um, breakfast. Well, it's year round too. 
Um, but they get breakfast and lunch. And I believe they may have another snack throughout the day that they are given every day. Right, but you have to provide the transportation too. Oh, correct. Right. Yeah. So they're not they're not rounding them up on the cattle. I'm sorry, on right. the buses, and bringing them to. <laughs> it's a train. Uh, it's a train. Soros will be there helping you get on. Um. So they're still doing this, and that's part of this aid package from Congress. Is they're going to make sure that schools have enough money if they need to. Uh, to keep feeding kids despite the school itself shutting shutting down. Although I don't understand why you would need federal government money for that because the schools are already paying for that and they have their local school levy, which is already paying for that. So the only, the only thing that would be going on different is that the school year might get extended or they're going to have mm-hmm. to... Uh, I, I don't see the school year getting extended. Can you imagine the teachers' unions? Oh, man. What the, so well, what but I, they still want to get paid. They, they get paid anyway. Well, so are they getting paid throughout all of this? Presumably. Pa- of course. Pa- Patagonia, you know that store? The yeah. hipster outdoor wear yeah, yeah. store? Uh-huh. Uh, they have decided to shut down all operations, all stores. Retail um, also? Yeah. Okay. And then still pay their people. Okay. Which, I mean, it, that's generous of them. Yeah. But, wow, that's expensive. Yeah, that's very expensive. I mean, are they banking on people liking their that take, and so then they will support them doubly afterward? Or... Are they banking on a bailout of some sort? Uh, I don't know. It, it's I don't have a good answer to that. I think um, probably both, um, or um, maybe it is the political statement that they're making. I don't. I don't know the owners of Patagonia well enough. But you've got. You don't. A, you've got. I mean, I don't know what their public position is, but um, you've got a local store. I stopped in at the local runnings on yes. the way in here and purchased some beef jerky uh, and they are hosting a weekend tax free so the, the, that's a normal thing they do every weekend they do tax free no but but that, that's something they do annually oh okay well this week I thought it was because of the issue I, I don't know if this week is that because of that but that is a, okay. a, a product that they do and it's nice because they basically pay they, the sales tax they for pay you. the sales tax for you yeah so so you're getting a six and a half percent discount that's essentially, not, which that's is not nice. bad. Yeah. Dead air. Okay. That's why it's a podcast. Yeah. Because we don't have the automation that kicks in the commercial I know. way too long. Well, uh, I, I'm in, in talks with old David. He's supposedly with family okay. uh, at the moment. So we're, we're, we're trying to work that out where his people are. So he couldn't uh, come here because he was infectious, but he's going to infect his family, which will then infect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, um, I think the the unknown of how long the infection lasts, the unknown of how quickly it can affect somebody, um, that that fear is very real. I, I think the economy shutting down the way that it is, I find very fascinating because we have such a digital economy now mm-hmm. where you can... You can literally stay home and do all of your shopping online. Um, I'm really surprised at how much this is putting a run on stores and the stock market and cryptocurrencies, and especially cryptocurrencies, which are supposed to be economy neutral. Mm -hmm. You would think that this would actually bolster the cryptocurrency world. but Well, a friend of mine is uh, in management for Costco uh, just south of Portland. Maine? In Tigard. Tigard. Tigard, Oregon. 
Oregon. I was close to there. Tigered. Um, and he posted the yesterday, I believe. Uh, no, Thursday. Thursday. He said, wow, our little store did a million and a half on a Thursday. Wow. And they are just wiping out. I have. I mean, it, I've that's been to nuts. That. I've been to that Costco. Yeah, me too. It's a crazy store, but a million and a half in, in income in, in one day. day. One day. I don't know. What do they normally do? Did he I, say? He didn't say. But that that was a extremely a million high and number. A quarter. We well, do a million and a quarter. Yeah. Maybe on a weekend, but on a Thursday. His whole thing was this happened on a Thursday. Oh. Being that nuts. So I don't know. Um, this from let's see, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome signed a state of emergency Friday that requires K through twelve schools to close beginning Monday in an effort to prevent the spread of COVID nineteen. Jerry Rasmussen, superintendent of the Dakota Valley School District, I believe that's near Sioux Falls, uh, said he agreed with the step Noam took, quote, based on the information we have from our governor, they have asked for schools to be closed for one week. Currently, the South Dakota Department of Education reports that they do not know if there will be recommendations or orders to extend beyond one week. Governors in Iowa and Nebraska, meanwhile, are holding off on issuing similar orders. Four hours after Nome took her action, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds said she wasn't recommending closure of K-12 schools since there isn't evidence of community spread of coronavirus in the state. That's Iowa. Uh, Reynolds said, we want to make sure that we're protecting the health and well-being of Iowans, but we also want to make sure that we're doing what we can to be responsive and mitigating our approach and that we're keeping business and normal activity going as much as possible. Dr. Caitlin Padati, the Iowa Public Health Department's medical director and epidemiologist, said the department is not yet recommending schools be closed or larger gatherings be canceled because the documented cases of coronavirus have been linked to inf- uh, have been linked uh, have been linked the infected individuals travel to probably two infected individuals travel. Have you found that online news media is like horrible with grammar yeah because they're rushing yeah holy cow Brrr, we got to get it out so fast just hammer it out as fast as you possibly can grammarly needs to get Let's all go. over Brrr, hurry quick we, need some we gotta go we gotta go yeah. <laughs> yeah it's there it's fast or maybe it's over you maybe it's just um overworked yeah grammarly. or i i see once in a while now in the signature line of colleagues that i get email from it'll actually put a disclaimer uh, this email was grafted using a mobile device. Please excuse uh, typos, punctuation, uh, or grammar mistake. So they're just like normalizing mediocrity. Yeah. So it's like, oh, te- it's on the phone. It's fine. Yeah. It's like text message it's, language that is, is now garbage. okay. That is nonsense. I, I will admit in text message, I definitely screw some things up sometimes. Uh, correct. But that's it's usually because Apple knows best and will correct you. Does Android have that problem? Oh, I have no do idea. Do they autocorrect? Oh, sure they do. They all I'm do. Sure they'd have to, don't oh, yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find some wording uh, that was in the Sue or in the 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 announcement. Oh, what did the governor's emergency mean? South Dakota state of emergency. That's what we're gonna do. I think um, it's it's interesting that they're closing K through 12, where the the outbreaks that are causing challenges are generally less healthy. This is a broad stroke of of stereotype, but less 
healthy, uh, and two-thirds of the deaths in the United States all happened uh, in a nursing home, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe the numbers have changed by now, but... So why not... So old people. Is that what not, you're trying to avoid saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying that there have been some healthy people that have gotten sick and then, you know, treated too late or died, but most of the deaths have occurred in people that were less healthy or elderly, Mm, mm -hmm. um, which could be one and the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was a good week there where every death that was being reported was out of the same nursing home in Washington State, um, but the death toll was climbing every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm curious, why would you ban schools from meeting where those are not the cases that are popping up, but the cases that are popping up are in nursing homes and hospitals? Why not... Why not enforce a ban on visitation to nursing home and hospitals instead of schools? Well, uh, the hospital in Orton. Well, how was the hospital? They've blocked. They've blocked visitors now. Oh, the hospital. I know the the nursing home did. Oh, Va- yeah, Fa- Fairview point. Way, whatever it is. So, so they they did, and it was uh, no visitors at all. Yeah, I'm 30 miles south of that, mm-hmm. and our hospital, clinic, and nursing home assisted living, and then another 30 miles southeast of that, that Mm -hmm. community, have all banned all visitors uh, for nursing home, clinic, hospital. Really? It's Yeah, you're cut off. So. Um, I saw a thing. Let me go find it here because I can't find the other thing, so we're going to look at this one. Uh, The local hospital in our town, um, they put out a release yesterday, I believe. Um. That said, boy, this is just breathtaking radio. Um, Breathtaking? (laughs) Yes. Well, again, while you find that, see the news. This is outrageous. The news is moving so fast trying to find something in a feed. I think um, from from a health standpoint, uh, they're trying to get in front of this. I would contend that they're going to get ahead of the health side of this and they're going to start to figure out how to treat this quickly. Mm -hmm. I think that they're going to be able to do. Of course, you've always got your vulnerable, elderly, um, or already immune system suppressed people, sick people, that are going to have more problems than others. But I think they get in front of the health side of this. Yeah. I'm curious more about the long-standing, you know, there's some economic implications to this that are going to be long-standing. When you start talking Holy about cow, all yeah. of the uh, the Hollywood entertainment, some of them are, are postponing movie releases for a year. Concerts. Concerts. The amount of big tour shows that are being postponed right now is ridiculous. Well, And, look and at, those things cost a fortune to operate. Not only operate, but... You you think about ticket sales alone, oh, which, yeah. of course, those are going to either get reimbursed or your ticket's good for the next concert. Right. NBA, NHL, NFL, um, spring training, XFL, whatever, all of those. Mm-hmm. But think about the concessions, mm-hmm. the third part, the all of the, the food, hotel, all of that. March Madness going on. I've got, I think, three coworkers that had full vacations to Vegas oh, for March serious? Madness. And now they can get their money back, but okay, so they've got money in their mm-hmm. pocket, but how much money is Vegas losing over this one? Well, when and if you're Vegas, a bookie. 
when does Vegas start <laughs> to shut? I mean, yeah. can you imagine if Vegas shuts down um, groups of 250 or more like other states? That means every casino shut down. Mm-hmm. That's money. Yeah. Well, or Oregon, the governor, Kate Brown, who is a miserable, miserable human, um, she has declared a state of emergency in Oregon. No groups over 250 are allowed Well, Minnesota to just go did together. that, too. Well, <clears throat> except... I mean, they're not going to have police out, but they're not, you're not allowed. It's basically not allowed. Right. Um, the The hospital in Millbank here, their policy is anyone that's uh, presenting to the ER will be screened. Mm-hmm. And then they will go directly back. Um, if, and I think, did they say they can bring one person with them? Uh, if, <laughs> this is what cracked me up. Um you have if, to wear a plastic bag over your head. If, I think so, yeah. Just yeah. Um if a visitor or someone with them is exhibiting symptoms, they're supposed to just go home. Okay, good idea. Well, I know, but it cracks me up. They're in the ER. <clears throat> There's no, I mean, so the person there getting help for for whatever reason. If they're I mean, what are they going to do send them home to if they exhibit symptoms? I don't know. My arm's broken. Well, you have coronavirus, so you need to go home. I don't know. Well, it is interesting. That's a point that I hadn't thought of. Are some of these rural clinics prepared to be able to treat? They can't be. I mean, do they have the quarantine available in, you know, I mean, do they? I don't know. I don't know how they would be prepared Um, or have the equipment or... But the state of emergency declaration is not that big of a deal to me. That's that is simply a it is semantics in which a government has to declare state of emergency if they want to be if they want to get around certain rules and certain re- requirements rules. that they have to and if they want to be able to collect federal funds if Correct. there's a right. financial implication. Absolutely. And that's the reason like South Dakota will have declared that because we clearly right. don't have an outbreak in the state. Yep. And that's Same with obvious. Minnesota. Same like with she even yep. came out and said, "Yay, 45 of the people of the 46 that were tested are negative. Yay, awesome. We're sweet." Well, and, and by the way, we have a state of emergency. And the same thing with President Trump finally coming out and declaring the national emergency, that was not because there is evidence of a full-on, you know, pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's spreading, but that's really to to engage the resources that are necessary under the the policy. You've mm-hmm. got to declare the emergency in order and that's what lets go of certain resources, National Guard, funding, FEMA, Right, but it also authorizes different jurisdictions. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Which can be abused. But I think the language should be altered because when you hear, when the general public hears there's a state of emergency yeah. declared, yeah. Uh, there's a run on toilet paper. Well, yeah, it's panic <laughs> mode, exactly. But the stock market supposedly comes back. You know, you what, was know. Funny, you know what was So we're in the toilet paper aisle at Big Box Store not mm-hmm. that long ago, and we picked up our one package because mm-hmm. that's all we really need. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my wife comments, there's, uh, she's like, why are people taking all of the like regular toilet paper, but the whole shelf of like wet wipes and dude wipes that was completely stocked full. Really, and and Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, it's the, like the, the why tissue not? aisles. No, full. the tissue aisles. Was it empty? It was okay. actually empty, okay. but there were there were more cases of like wet wipes and all of that, and it's like why why would you not, uh, why not that? According to the CDC. Their scenario, worst case, 
between 160 and 214 million people in the U.S. could be infected over the course of the ep epidemic. According to one projection, that could last months or even over a year with infections concentrated in shorter periods, staggering across time in different communities, experts said. As many as... Now, this discrepancy in the number is intriguing that this is, this is how broad it is. Uh, as many as 200,000 to 1.7 million people could die. That's a huge gap. Well, it's, I mean, 200,000 is a lot of people, but yeah. to go between, it's between this or just say maybe a lot of people. Maybe a lot. Yeah. Have you ever taken a statistics class? No. Okay. So statistics is not real math. Statistics oh, no, is the projection. Weirdest. It was. I'm really good at math, <laughs> but when I had to take a statistics class in college, it yeah. was. I I I hated that class because it's not real math. One number change at the very beginning, just one minor number change at the beginning of a formula, is what changes mm -hmm. it from two hundred thousand to one point seven <laughs> trillion or billion million, million whatever. Yeah. Well, and then this uh, and the calculations based on the CDC's scenario suggested. 2.4 million to 21 million people in the U.S. could require hospitalization, crushing the nation's medical system, which has only about... <laughs> how many staffed hospital beds do, does the U.S. have? I, th th this number blew me away. I had no idea. Staffed hospital beds. Mm -hmm. Oh, a couple million? 925,000. Oh, I would not have thought it was that small. Me neither. That blows me away. Wow. That's all. We don't even have a million hospital beds in the country for 320 million people. Um, I wonder if that's because of this shift in how medicine has been handled the last 50 years. You mean just drug people up? Well, it used to be you'd go get a surgery and they would hold you for a week. Even, even a mom that had a baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, 40 years ago... They'd be in the hospital for three days. Now it's, you had your kid, you're going home by the end of the day, tomorrow morning at the latest. <laughs> well, it depends, but yeah, usually get two days, but I'm, yeah. I'm talking mm -hmm. normal, on, under normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. You have surgery. I had I had hernia surgery, and it was in and out. I was in in the morning, I was gone by the day, so mm -hmm. there was no need for a hospital bed. Yeah. It was recovery. So I think there's been a shift in how you get treated, and the idea is go home. You're going to be better off going home than you are staying in a hospital. Maybe that's why there's only a million beds, less than a million. I don't know. That very well could be. It, it just surprised me, too, that, that I, that's the, the number of the bed count. And, I mean, thinking about it, you know, nearly a million available beds is a lot of beds. I mean, really. That's a lot of hospitals. Yeah, I agree. So maybe that's just normal. Maybe that's not an abnormal scenario. Uh, you got me. No idea. <sighs> yes, yes. No yes. getting hold of David, huh? He's with family. He's a whiner. All right. Well, um, he was starting to call this a long time ago that he thought this was going to be big. Yeah. He followed it, and uh, I I wasn't a believer. I'm still not a believer of the, the clean definition of pandemic, yeah. um, but I think the fear of the pandemic and the hype of the pandemic is definitely more significant than the pandemic itself. Uh, a pandemic uh, noun, an outbreak of a pandemic disease. Uh, adjective, uh, prevalent o over a whole country or the world. Yeah, well, I can see this in third. I mean, there's no surprise to me mm. 
that this took a hold of China as much as it did. There, I mean, China as a whole, because of the bigger cities in China, is not considered third world, but the vast majority of China is third world. So the idea of a pandemic hitting China, and I, I would imagine that the the publicly released numbers of cases and deaths in China are severely underestimated or underreported. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think the numbers that are coming out of China are probably highly um, underestimated, underreported. You know, Raham Emanuel. Yeah, Raham. <clears throat> Raham. Does he still work in Chicago? He must. He wrote an op-ed for the Wash, uh, the Wall Street Journal. The twelfth. That's not in Chicago. Twelfth of March, correct? Two days ago. Uh, Democratic voters smash the media myths is the headline. The poll quote, journalists need to start explaining the world as it is, not as it appears to them on Twitter. And that intrigued me. In Washington, few lines are as hackneyed as Hacknied? That's what he said. Um, What is hackneyed? Uh, abused, perhaps? Is that... H-A-C-K-N-E-Y-E-D. Hackneyed. Uh, lacking significance through having been overused. Ah, abused, there you go. Um, Daniel, pa- Daniel Patrick Moynihan's aphorism... It's hackneyed. Hackneyed. I apologize. Uh, that everyone is entitled to his own opinion, but not his own fact. That's true, and it's also true that pundits can sometimes twist a few facts into a false narrative. Consider these widely accepted. Um, well, I had the whole thing up here. That's all right. Do you think? Yeah. But the, the point is, old old Rom, who the guy who said, "Don't let a crisis go to waste," during Obama. He of was course, Obama's what chief of staff, I think. Yeah. Uh, he also worked for Clinton at some point. He was the mayor of Chicago uh, for a while. Um, I'm intrigued. He's calling out the journalists. I don't know which ones, but... Is that because things aren't going their way? Perhaps. How does this play into... This This pandemic is very well-timed. This This... <laughs> Well, as far as playing into <laughs> yes, politics, but this could go either way right now. Which way? I mean, you're you tend to think in the conspiracies. Which way do you think this is playing, and who's pulling the strings? Is this something that uh, President Trump uses as a campaign to say, you know, hey, look, see what we were able to accomplish. We pulled this together. We pulled this off. We had an economic crisis, and we pulled out of it because of my quick thinking. Uh, is this a way simply to eliminate, uh, which I think whether it was designed to do this or if it just is a great side effect, it's a way to eliminate the, um, the Democratic public, primary, the public buffoonery be- behind um, Joe Biden's inability to communicate. So let's pull them out of the media and, and call this a pandemic so they no longer can communicate. Yeah, but why would Trump call that a pandemic then? Is he afraid of Bernie? Does no. he want Biden to be the guy? No, no, no. I think he's a genius in the standpoint that he knows how to take advantage of an opportunity and make it look like a win for him. 
Mm. When this, if this blows over as quickly as I think it's going to blow over, they're going to, let's say economically this recovers in the next two, three, maybe four months at most. Don't you think that economically the ability as the sitting president to say we were we facing and a crisis and we made it happen mm-hmm. uh, and we worked on tax cuts and on cutting interest rates and an economic we acted fast and worked mm-hmm. together. See what I, I was able to get Pelosi to get on the same page as me to pass a bill overnight. This is my win. Do you not think? I mean, I, I see him being able to do that. He's not stupid. He's kind of a marketing genius, sort of. I don't know about genius. But just ask him. He'll tell you. He's no slouch. Yeah, he'll I, tell I'm, you. I'm, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what exactly is the the play, the bit long-term play. Because if this is actually um, just a, holy cow, this happened in China and it just is spreading. It's just, you know, natural, shall we say. Mm-hmm. If that's what it is, okay. But if it's not that, I mean, if this is some sort of warfare of sorts, what in the world do we, I mean, what does that mean for society globally going forward if this is now a way because uh, what what this has proven are you talking actual warfare like this was in, absolutely, intended yeah, yeah. to weaponize oh, totally. a virus absolutely okay. because right. I, in my lifetime for sure i've never seen the world pause like this have you no um no not no not to this extent but i think social media not only social media, but I think the the availability of media turning so quickly in the hands of our portable devices mm-hmm. allows this to happen much faster than it did years ago. But does that affect the World Health Organization? Does that affect the government of Italy? Does that affect the government of the U.S. to make huge claims and, and to, to, to step in, create an emergency. Like, it's an emergency. We're signing this state of emergency, and that allows us to shut down travel. It allows us to, I mean, right now, Trump said today that he is considering shutting down travel from areas within the country. Yeah, well, that which, he talked about that yesterday, too. Yeah, so, I, I mean... Now, are they talking nationwide at this point? Or last I no. heard, which might have been a day or two ago, they were talking about high high concentration areas like California, yeah, Washington. Washington. Right, yeah. That, that's my understanding, that that's what they're thinking of at the moment. And they'll make that decision. Well, and then uh, also shutting down from the UK on Monday. And right, Trump, Europe. Uh, Trump alluded, Europe. like, yeah. no, that's already done. But the UK was open still. Because that's not, oh, 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 yeah, yes. yeah. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> so I okay, think that okay, was okay. directly a middle finger to the EU. It's like, hey, we're with Great Britain, but not you idiots. Yeah, I'm not um, going to disagree with that. I think, But, but I today, think, though, like <clears throat> the, they asked about the UK changing on Monday. He said, well, we're looking at that, and it, we're going to be making a decision. And so you, I, I think that's going to come down. They're going to block all travel so out of the country. Th- in or out? Well, both. I think, um, unless screened, potentially. I, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, but, but you can't screen for someone with no symptoms. That's what I don't understand with this, is they say, oh, we're going to scan your forehead. That means nothing. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Absolute nothing. Yeah. If two weeks or more prior to any symptom, you're contagious. Yeah. At that so point, think, you shut everyone down. You stop it all and make everyone sit still for a month. Well, you know... <laughs> you can't do that, but... 
Have you have you ever heard the term hierarchy of sin? Nope. Okay, so hierarchy of sin is this thought process that some sins are worse than others. Mm-hmm. So when you think about hierarchy of guilt, hierarchy of sin in a prison, the person that um, did the, the worst, the thing. child molester is the worst mm-hmm. hierarchy of sin type of person, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so I think there's hierarchy of conspiracy. <laughs> right. Okay. So here's my here's my thought here. I think there were some that would probably run down the conspiracy road of this was a, uh, a targeted attack um, designed to create chaos to push a specific agenda, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. I I would say I'm more in the middle. This was an opportunity mm-hmm. that occurred naturally, and now uh, it is being used by different governments and individuals within those governments in order to push their agenda. So, Oh, yeah, it's being co-opted, absolutely. You, you take co-opted, very good yep. way to put that. So you think about President Trump and what he did fairly early to ban travel in China, and from a global standpoint, he was initially criticized on that decision to ban travel in and out. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's not looking quite so stupid anymore, right? Because look at what happened to Italy. And now they're talking about banning. So even though we've got some issues in the United States going on, it's a fairly minim- it We're fairly minimal mm-hmm. uh, or, or minimally affected from a health perspective. So I think this is a lucky break for politicians, not just in the United States, but globally, to, to use it to further their agenda. That's an interesting take. I really don't it's think I'm that. A, a, I don't think opportune. I'm that smart that I'm the. It was first. an opportune moment. Absolutely. Well, it's working for both sides of this game here. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't think that it's working for Trump to be able to say, as the sitting president in a campaign year, mm-hmm. look at how quickly I got the House to pass a bipartisan bill. Yeah. And you don't think that Pelosi is going to do the exact same thing to say, look at how fast I got a bipartisan bill passed. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're both going to say the exact same thing from different sides of the aisle. And who's who's going to who's going to be the one to crumble and say no? I'm really surprised that 40 Republicans said no. Um, I'd have to further analyze to see yeah, if they're but up it's for, primarily. Oh, oh, I see. But a lot of that was for the pork that they claimed was in it, correct? Yeah, for the pork, and also because they turns out they're Jews. Nice, bad, very, very bad. Um, it's uh, also the concern that they believe private industry should be stepping up more and we don't necessarily turn this into a mini bailout. I did hear someone float the idea that this is possibly a dry run to see how the public handles um not a bailout but you know basically a a multi-layered intervention by the government. Well, sure. And one thing that I, I mean, I'm a small business. So one thing that I'm intrigued with is the logic of the elites that says, oh, yeah, your business is being harmed. So what we're going to do is we're going to offer you a low interest loan. That does nothing for a small business. Nothing at all. Because lost revenue does not pay itself back. And so like South by Southwest in Austin is a good example. That brings in 300 plus million dollars annually into the city of Austin for that event. Uh, a lot of small businesses, you know, they earn 20, 30, 40% of their annual income during that. So if they can't do that, they can't get that income. 
how in the world does a, a low interest loan help them? Right. No, it doesn't. Because they have to be able to pay that back. Now, I'm not advocating for government to hand out money for free, although I am. I mean, that's not ideal, but if they're going to be, because of an action of government, if it's going to harm my business, they should have to compensate for it at some level. It's a slippery slope. Well, no, totally it is. And this is where I struggle being this really small government conservative that I am with, you know, I want government to be that big. Yeah. They can't see that on the radio. Yeah, but it's a quarter inch. <laughs> quarter inch. What's inch taking a mile wide? No. Uh, I, I want them to be very specific and minimal. So what happens when an action that they take hurts the livelihood of of business, of most of the people in the country? Because who then determines, oh, you get, you get help, you don't, but you get help, and you get help. Nope, not you. You get help. Oh, is that the they're too big to fail? Well, or Do you remember two, that? Oh, yeah. That was the whole 08 bank bailout. Right. But is that going to be much different now? Look at the, You don't think the airlines are losing money hand over fist right now? Oh, they're losing money, but they're also not burning money in fuel. True, but there's still a lot of profit to be made on every ticket that's purchased. But yeah. So they're losing money. Yeah, but I, I got a message today from Frontier. That they are doing, if you buy between, I think you buy it the 16th of March, I think you buy before then, and then you can fly up until the 24th or something of April. Um, round trip from Sioux Falls to Denver, $50. Round trip from Sioux Falls to Austin, Texas, 133 bucks. Uh, so I don't know if that's just a ploy. They're trying to get seats I'm filled. I'm supposed to be or... in Oakland, California in June, <laughs> oh, wow. and I'm supposed to be in in Orlando in uh, July. So I wonder, maybe I should start looking for some discounted tickets because I, I think this is going to blow over right. by then. You want to get to Italy, now's the time to go. Yeah, no lie. So I, I don't know. I, I'm torn because I, I despise government intervention or uh, intrusion. In business. And, and so I I struggle with then going and, and saying, well, now government needs to help. But I think, no, I agree with you. But at I the same time, the, the, act, the direct action of government has had a, I mean, you could, it's one line of connection between gonna, the impact on business. Okay, so, so plain devil's advocate, mm -hmm. I'm not going to disagree with you. However, the action of the government is in response to what could arguably be considered a natural disaster. So it's being treated in the same format as a hurricane, typhoon, um, tornado, natural disaster. So perhaps, and I'm not going to say you're wrong. I, I'm talking about from a policy perspective, sure. state of emergency. Yeah. State of emergency, right? Okay, so, so the idea is they do nothing. And then the liability, uh, which, of course, they don't pay for liability, but the government liability mm -hmm. is then, well, we're being irresponsible because now we're allowing this pandemic to grow, uh, but we're giving businesses the ability to maintain their income. I understand that. So they shut it down, and it affects small business. Well, I'm a small business, was a small business owner that went out of business 
directly because of what happened with the towers coming down mm-hmm. in um, 2001. That affected my business so heavily because of the econ- economic crash afterwards, I essentially went out of business. Mm-hmm. And I, I never went back into business for myself. So <laughs> to work for the government, perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, now I work for the government, you know, years Excellent. later. Uh, but is that not part of the risk of small business that, oh, you, probably. that you assume? Well, but then you have to assume that, you know, and, and be okay with, and I think some some insurances have some protections. Well, built in, there's but an, not for, um, like you know, if if yeah, do you have some sort of act for of pandemic? God, well, that's what I need to look. I don't think so. Right. I, I think that's not typical. Because if you lose if if you lose business because of a flood down Main Street, that's something that your insurance would cover. But potentially, well, no, because no one has flood insurance in this town. Okay, if <laughs> if a tornado took your yeah. building down. That's a natural disaster Correct. that would that, Correct. okay. Yeah. Now and your insurance would pay out on that, mm-hmm. and then and, and then there's also and th- what? And then I'd lose that insurance. <laughs> well, okay, but, but yeah. if it was declared state mm-hmm. of emergency, now FEMA pays for that. Okay, I don't know if they pay you directly. Well, or that's the pay- thing. Do they just reimburse the insurance? I don't know. So who who wins in that game? Because someone I, wins. Well, I think the I think what actually happens is you get to claim. You get to claim what your insurance doesn't pay for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I've known somebody who lost their house because of a flood, and their insurance didn't cover the full cost of rebuilding. So then the difference mm-hmm. is what FEMA covered. But was that a, a tedious, arduous process? To oh, get? Of course, but yeah. if you're talking, you know, fifty thousand dollars, then you yeah. go through the process. You, you make it work, right? Uh, so, but like, like the city of Houston, when they decided to shut down the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, last week or early in the week, uh, two and a half million. It's not swine flu. Why did they shut down? Or it's not cow flu. Yeah, but two and a half people, two and a half million people attend this event over. But two they're week all period. healthy and they all eat tobacco, and it kills anything on. <clears throat> that's a lot of alcohol and tobacco. There, people are not getting sick there. So, so the city of Houston. They should have given coronavirus the finger. <laughs> stomped on it. Um, they shut that down. And I saw a story that because it they've declared a state of emergency and all that stuff there, um, the state of Texas is going to get like $35 million in aid or access to. And then Houston, the city of Houston is going to get about $5 million. Who's the real loser in shutting down a huge event like that? The taco truck guy. Correct. So then, does the city of Houston walk around to each one of these vendors and say, here's how we're going to help compensate you for shutting down this event? Yeah. I, I would I, say- I, the, I hope so, but I don't think that's what happens. I think the loser there is the t-shirt maker, the yeah. taco, the taco totally. truck driver, yeah. the, you know, the beer vendor. Those are the losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The big boys are going to get covered. Right. And you know the, you know the rodeo had insurance for any kind of weird disaster. So the, the promoters are going to be fine. I would be curious if this is going to- create an opportunity for insurance changes for businesses like yourself small mm-hmm. business that loses business that's measurable mm-hmm. you'd have to be able to show a measurable difference mm-hmm. because of pandemic or fear of pandemic yeah and that's the problem how do you ensure or how do you calculate the difference between the actual pandemic and the fear of the pandemic right it's like so for airline tickets here's a good I have a ticket right now I was gonna fly to Norfolk 
to help my son move, mm -hmm. pack his truck and drive it this direction, right? Well, I bought that ticket. Right now, there's no travel ban for me, so I can't get reimbursed for that ticket. Now, I bought travel insurance, so I can, but there's a fee to it. So the fear of the pandemic does not allow me to get my money back. But if they declare a travel ban, then I get my money back. So how do you... I mean, the fear of the pandemic, how do you as a small business owner, how does your insurance agent or insurance company, what, are they going to build pandemic insurance into this in I the future? Know. Well, I and mean- And what's that going to cost you? Well, you can't exactly. Buy, you can't buy flood insurance. What's right. the predictability of a pandemic? Right. Well, I mean, just directly, uh, an event that was supposed to be happening next Friday or next Saturday that uh, we do all of the promotional materials for and- all the signage uh that's now not happening did you have a contract no i i i mean i just i have it all i mean i'm building it all oh so i have all the work so you're the i'm the designer of it all and and, and the producer like i i okay. manage all of the production okay. of it now i don't do it in-house i have vendors that i work with to do that but i make it all okay but you don't have a con, so you weren't no. under contract no. to, to be paid to do that work. No, well, other than the fact that I'm the guy that the event planner is using. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have a piece of paper that guarantees that. No. So are you losing, other, yeah. Than, oh, yeah. other than business, what are you, I mean, foot traffic. So other than foot traffic, what business are you losing? If you weren't, if you weren't under contract to get paid for the artwork, what contract are you losing? Well, the entire job now, now, if it goes forward in at a later date, presumably. We'll... So you were going to get paid. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, it's, it's, it, it's an invoice job and it's not small. Okay. I'm sorry. I, uh, all right. I'm, I'm wrong language. So in the future, you'll, you'll end up doing the work if it's done into the future, but maybe that's a lesson in for you. Now, this is a community event, a little bit different, so I can understand why you would want to have a lot of flexibility because right. you're promoting your community. But if you were doing, let's just say you were the contracted banner maker for the Houston Rodeo, mm -hmm. uh, and now the rodeo doesn't need your services, and you lost that money, well, that would have been a contract, and would you have gotten your money anyway? Depends on the clause in the contract. Right. Does and an act, does most an act of contracts... God Exclude that, meaning exclude like, act of God. Exclude, um, like in the event that some act of God causes you to not. I mean, I have a contract for for um, a certain type of job that I do, and in it is, in the event that due to unforeseen circumstances uh, we can't provide the pro the work, then the only thing that's um, returnable, like there's no damages that you can go after. The only thing that's actually Returned is the amount paid up up to that point. So, like, they, theoretically, now but that's what I'm. That, yeah, so they, that's they couldn't my point. go. Yeah, so they would have the same, a very similar right. product. But part of my point is, right now, it's not an act of God because they didn't. It's an act of government. It's it's right. My that's kind of the point that I think we were both getting at from two different, maybe two different um, angles or semantics is. The Houston Rodeo, as an example, didn't shut down because there was a pandemic in Houston. It shut down for the fear 
of a pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. So how do you, as an insurance company, I mean, an insurance company is designed to get out of paying. Totally. Right? So it's not like they're going to, I mean, okay. And then how do you, you insure that? Because right now you're a, you're a sole, not, you're not considered a sole proprietor, but you're, your small business on Main Street is 100% dependent on you and you alone. Mm-hmm. If So if you today contract a disease that stopped you from working, there's no insurance that covers right. your loss of business income because you're you're in the hospital with pneumonia or right. coronavirus, right. right? Or maybe if you had coronavirus, maybe you'd be able to tap into the South Dakota State of Emergency Fund. No, they would just put a yellow tape on the door and say, don't go in there. But because, Okay, but I'm <laughs> so asking. So that would be direct law. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I'm saying because of the state of emergency, and maybe mm-hmm. you need to look into this, but maybe because of the state of emergency, if you can show from one month to the next that you had a loss of income, do you get to file that with mm-hmm. the state because it's a loss of income due to their state quarantine? I don't know. Well, I... I would assume that since they haven't mandated anything. And you don't have more than 250 people in your establishment at a time. Correct. That there would be nothing. And that, you know, whatever. And people's fears are people's fears. And that's just something you have to deal with. But that I, I think that that is the biggest concern economically in the country is what in the world are people going to do? Not who's going to get sick, but what are people going to do about it? And they're freaking out. I think that's that the economic impact of this is going to is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz right now it's early. Oh, There's yeah. been billions, hundreds of billions of dollars lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about just the just the ticket sales alone in the NBA. Oh man. Or NHL. Well, but, uh, and Major League Baseball. Right. Well, that's only spring training. But still but, it's but big. But they've postponed the opener of the season. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I don't know what that looks big. like. But the initial thought is oh, the man. March Madness, how much does that thing cost? A lot. Or bring yeah. in, yeah. Again, though, all of those, mm-hmm. the initial thought is, oh, all the ticket sales. But what about the beer guy? What about the peanut guy? What about the t-shirt sales? Mm-hmm. What about the um, what about the off-track betting? Well, what about Vegas every betting? hotel in the area? Right. Every food establishment that's attached to the hotel. Uber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The the So the... Economic impact, yeah. the plane tickets, the all of that, the the memorabilia, paraphernalia, all. I mean, that is that's huge. And how long does it take to recover from that? I don't a, know. That, a, that's a a prominent Chinese official has promoted a conspiracy theory that the U.S. military could have brought the novel coronavirus to China to Wuhan. And it did not originate in the city of Wuhan, this thought. Oh, okay. It's possible. Posting to his more than 300,000 followers on Twitter, Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian republished a video of Robert Redfield, the director of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Robert Redford? uh, Redfield. Oh, okay. (laughs) And prevention. Addressing a U.S. Congressional Committee on March 11 in the clip, Redfield said some influenza deaths in the U.S. were later identified as cases of COVID-19, the disease caused by the novel coronavirus. Redfield Novel? That's what it says. <clears throat> so is it made up? Yeah, novel? 
Redfield didn't say why those people had died or over what period, time period. But Zhao pointed to his remarks in support of a growing conspiracy theory that the coronavirus did not originate in Hubei province in central China. He did not offer any further evidence for the claim. Uh, this is a tweet from Li Zhao. CDC was caught on the spot. When did patient zero begin in the U.S.? How many people are infected? What are the names of the hospitals? It might be U.S. Army who brought the epidemic to Wuhan. Be transparent. Hundreds of athletes from the U.S. military were in Wuhan for the Military World Games in October of 2019. The video of Redfield was also published to Twitter by other state media outlets, including national broadcaster CCTV and the, Glo and the popular Global Times tabloid. On Friday, Zhao's fellow foreign ministry spokesman Geng Xuan said there were varied opinions on the origin of the virus in the international community. Quote, China always considers this a scientific question which should be addressed in a scientific and professional manner. That's from an article on CNN posted yesterday on their website. So who... Who do you think is really going to chase that story down? Do you think, I mean... Nobody. I bet some independents are probably going to try to chase it down. Conspiracy theorists, liberals maybe. But do you, I don't know that that's going to gain a lot of traction. Okay, what do you think the odds are that it is, that, that it is deliberate? I... I generally don't follow the conspiracy thought that the U.S. deliberately is interested in, in weaponizing biological viral warfare. Why? Because you're an insider? Yeah, probably the rose-colored glasses. I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> and you know what? And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose it's possible. It, it is. It's possible. But, uh, we we are, I don't know, as as it verbally starts to come out of me, I'm like, nope, I don't want to say that either. <laughs> nope, <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that. Because <laughs> the thoughts in my head are all like rose-colored glasses thoughts, and then it's like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, nope, that doesn't, nope, yeah, we are that evil. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, there's a chance of that. Yeah, it's probable. That probably, yep, it was us. Never mind. <laughs> Parts of Chinese social media and even the country's government appear to have launched a concerted campaign to question the origin of the novel coronavirus, which has infected more than 125,000 people globally. Uh, the first reported cases of the virus were in Wuhan, and since then the city has had more infections and deaths than anywhere in the world. Speaking in his official capacity... At a press conference in Beijing on March 4, Zhao told reporters that, quote, no conclusion has been reached yet on, yet on the origin of the virus. On February 27, renowned Chinese infectious disease expert Zhang Nanshan also questioned where the coronavirus had come from. Quote, the infection was first spotted in China, but the virus may not have originated in China. On Thursday, uh, Huai Shunying, Zhao's boss, who heads the Chinese Foreign Ministry's Department of Information, tweeted a link to Redfield's testimony saying it was, quote, absolutely wrong and inappropriate to call this the Chinese coronavirus. 
Chinese ambassador of South Africa, Lin Songshin, took to Twitter on March 8 to say that although the first epidemic was recorded in China, it didn't mean the virus, quote, originated from China. However, Zhao's colleague, Ging, cautioned Thursday that the origin of the virus could only be determined, quote, by science. We don't hope to see anyone making an issue out of this to stigmatize other countries, he said. With COVID-19 developing into a pandemic, the world should come together to fight it instead. Instead of leveling accusations and attacks against each other, which is not constructive at all. So what happens then? The So this started internally. We bring it over to China. There's the there's the conspiracy theory. Could it have happened? Absolutely. But at what point? What's the end game for us? What do we well, win? What do well, we win from that? Chinese, China, Chinese. China. Now my now my mind is open. It's right. like okay. China <laughs> is mad supposedly. Well, I get that, that. with with our sanction or with our uh, trade agreement, our our uh, our hard dealings. You know. Yeah. Mean Trump in the boardroom. His negotiating skills are so good that they're mad at him. And so, how do we perpetuate that anger and make it a problem where we can uh, go to war with them? We can take them out. We can do something. Is we cause them to cause a problem in the world? Why is that out? Absolutely out of out of uh, the thought. It seems like it'd be straight up real. So, do you think then the blundering of the medical side of this within the United States that we don't have enough testing equipment? Cover up. Is that just the cover up? That's sure. just part of the. It's possible. I, I mean, it's ludicrous, but why not? Why couldn't it be? Wait the case? a minute. When I was saying that that was what that that was far off, you're like, why? Now you're going to use the term <laughs> ludicrous and try to get away with it. <laughs> You hypocrite. That's all right. We can do that here. <clears throat> hey, we got another. Drag that mic close to your face. Wallace, yes, is close here again. Good face. work. Yeah, it's beautiful out. Whatever. That's why we're stuck in this <laughs> coronavirus hole. You know what's Freaking actually insane freezing. is you, you actually uh, vaccinate dogs for corona. It's part of the Stemper Parvo shots. Really? So we should be giving people these dog vaccines? So you're are you in the healthcare business or the dog <laughs> business? Uh, neither. Neither. <laughs> Useless information business. I didn't know that. That's a good one. Why hasn't that come out in the media? Because it's a conspiracy. It's a dog virus? To, it's a conspiracy to shut down China. Well, that's why it started in China then. Is it's a dog it virus. Kung Pao puppy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Would, would you take a vaccine if they had one? Would I take a vaccine? No. I'm not. I'm, no. I'm not across the board an anti-vaxer, but as a general rule, I would not just say, "Yep, here, here you go. Here's, Here's my arm. Shove it in. Here's yeah. this new sickness, and we think this will help. Here, yeah. try it." No, no, well, I would not. And, and I would think because they claim that it is a bare minimum one and a half years at the bare minimum before you can develop anything that might remotely resemble a, a vaccine, unless it's a state of emergency, which is nonsense. But okay. If anyone came out with something beforehand, oh yeah, it's good, we go, we're good. That means they've been working on it. And that, then mm. this is not secret. Okay, I would say... This is not an unknown, this is not I a new thing. I don't know that here. you're necessarily wrong, but I would say the flaw in your logic is part of that year and a half time frame is all of the red tape Marketing. Of, oh, really? No, no, no. You think so? Bureaucracy? The Well, the you have to follow... The protocol of this long of testing, that long of testing, 
but if you remove all of that in a state of emergency and you can just skip several steps of the testing phase. But how could you claim it works then without oh, testing? Yeah. Or even if it does work, how do you know what the side effects are? Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. so while I'm not- It works, but you grow a third leg. That's fine. Maybe well, your tail starts coming out. I don't know. Doesn't it all come back to the severity? Like, hey, you have pancreatic cancer. Here's this new cutting edge treatment. You have three months to live. We'll give you this and try to fix it. Maybe I'll try it. Hey, you have a cold and we're going to give this thing to you that we don't know what's going to oh, happen. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, yeah, there better be some cash involved. Well, then that would mean the pharmaceutical companies were in on the weaponizing of the virus to begin with which I don't think is a far stretch. That makes more sense to me than the military weaponizing viruses in the United States. I figured it, maybe it was a uh, socialist agenda to try to reelect. Healthcare? Yeah. I, I thought that process through, but that's where wait, wait, we wait. talk. Reelect what? Did no, you to elect. Trump. The economy crashes. That's where I was Oh, going. you mean this is a, a product of the left? Possibly. I don't want to get Clinton, so I don't want to go on record as saying that. But So this is a Sanders movement for socialism? <laughs> no, I did, I did think through that process that this was easily a method to try to bolster the social health care mm -hmm. idea. But it's not working. I mean, our, our health, well, maybe it, well, is it? No, I don't think it is. And I think the reason it is, this is what we went back to my comment earlier that I think that um, I don't, I'm not necessarily a Trumpite, but I do think he's pretty brilliant at the way he markets and he flipped this pretty quickly to turn this into a bipartisan act to get, uh, to work on tax cuts, to work on st um, economic stimulus, to work on, I mean, all of those things he's pushing hard. Mm -hmm. So I can see this where he has flipped the script to make this work in his favor. I, I think that there's a lot of that left pushing on socialism that he's he's been able to flip the script because he's not of the establishment from the long term so the, cra ahead. the crazy thing about it is though so when he first came out and said it'll be over in a month he literally stopped the bus and let everybody pile in oh you're not taking this serious you're not taking this serious he got everybody behind him and he's like all right this is what we're gonna do yeah well they're all on the bus they can't say no that's yeah like, it's a genius move that he I, did. I agree. Well, for him to get Gavin Newsom to come out in public and say, oh, everything that this president and administration has done has been perfect. Everything, when we've talked to him personally, we had a great conversation with, with I talked with President Trump, and we had a great conversation, and he was perfect. So everything he one. said was right. That is not okay for the lefty like Newsom well, to do. Unless, what if? We know that the majority of mainstream left have zero interest in Sanders. And there's a lot of mainstream left that are pretty nervous about Biden's inability. You think they want Trump still? Maybe they want him to be in charge another four years. So he can be so the fall they, guy. So then they get their pick and they can start prepping okay, the next the person four years. That actually makes the most sense. Is it, there, there's actually it totally some, makes some the most sense. You're right. It, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, I because they don't I still, want Sanders. No, but I, I mean that's I still, hands down. The mainstream left totally. do not want Sanders. Absolutely, and there are enough mainstream lefts that are really nervous about Biden because he can't string thirteen words together correctly. But here's the here's the long term play. I think like, unless like, if, unless it's a if, Biden Clinton ticket and it, Biden 
and and Biden <laughs> commits suicide. If, if Trump, if Trump is actually a genius, let's say, let's say he is, he plays the game four levels ahead. He's the chess master, let's say, where he's thinking way ahead in his movements. Was this just a setup to um, humiliate the Democrats? Because I, I still wonder if we have this, you know, we can, you know, with Jim Clyburn coming out, wanting to shut down these the primary, it's over, we're done, we can't have anyone else out, we don't want to have these debates, I and mean, we'll know if tomorrow, if that debate happens. Um, all our town halls are shut down, our teletown halls, all our rallies, are, we're not going to have rallies, so when you don't have a rally, you don't have 20,000 people coming out for Bernie. Oh my gosh, what so if you this is a way to that. circumvent the electoral college? We can't get the electorates together. No, this so primary. we're just going to do popular vote. No primary. Well, maybe primary only though. This is how the Democrats control who their who their right. candidate is, and it's Bernie will go away because he's a he can be bought. Obviously, he got bought away with Clinton. Um, Biden is a buffoon, but he's the guy on paper. Then old Limbaugh claims that he's the guy they want because he's going to get destroyed, and he he's he's the uh, uh, acceptable collateral damage. They want to put him up and get get him beat. So, and he'll go away. He'll be done. Yes, you had your time, blah, blah, blah. And then that's going to usher in a whole new wave of right, whatever. Right, that's the point. Who's, so, right. who's behind that? Is that the, but, is that but the, here's the deal. If, Sanders AOC movement uh, behind no, them four I, years from now? I think it's now? Hillary. Four years from now? Uh, well, no, I think Hillary now. No. I think Absolutely. I think your cream is rotten. You're putting in your coffee. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I don't, Hil- listen, I don't think Hillary this Hillary year. now. No, no here's so. why. Her her documentary just dropped a week ago on Hulu. Her telling her story. It's Hillary from Hillary's perspective. How awesome she is and the crap she had to go through. So that's out there. Fortuitous timing. Um, so we have Clyburn, who I believe is a Clinton yeah, guy. Yeah, but the biggest but, news story out of that is is Bill's buffoonery. Yeah, but I know. Hello, smokescreen. I don't see it. Oh, yeah. So Okay, if you're so, right, you're genius. <laughs> Or lucky. So, I'll go so, with lucky. <laughs> no, so here's, here's the play. You've got the, the Democrat establishment at some level, the old guard, wanting this primary shut down. Get it down. We can't have people getting exposed to this disease. So they'll shut that down, and Biden will be the guy. It's just, boom, he's in. Biden's the guy. Heck, we don't even need to have our primary or our uh, convention. We'll do a teleconvention because I we think- don't want anyone getting sick. And then Biden's going to come down with COVID-19. And in that, you got to have that opens a window for someone to jump in. Bernie's yeah. obviously out because we've proven that the, the the Democrats don't want him. They didn't vote for him. They voted for Bernie or they voted for for Biden. And so, who else is there to f- swoop in? And and here's so. here's the claim: she's already beat Trump once. No, that's her claim. She it's already she happen. said that out loud. So she'll come in as the anointed one. No, I think this is... And lose. I, I don't again. think so. Nope, I think you're wrong. If you really want to see this go away, just cancel the general election and be Trump for another four years. Did you watch House of Cards? <laughs> this totally sounds like House of Cards. This, like, House of Cards wasn't, like, um, viral. It was, like, they made up the story that there was too many writing at the polls, so they shut the polls down. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. House, it, did you watch the uh, House just of the Cards first season, series? I didn't see the last part. The it, last, it, it like, fell apart. There were like I, seven seasons. It yeah, got better care. after the first really? season. Okay. Yeah, you should binge it. Mm, that's lovely. Because well, I got time. That's true. Got, What's that? If we get quarantined, we'll have plenty of time. Oh, yeah. 
Can you imagine if the interweb went down right now with all these schools closed? Holy cow, riots in the streets. I Kids saw, would not know what to do. I saw somewhere where they wanted to unlimit data for cellular carriers <sighs> while this is happening so people aren't forced to be throttled back on their internet. Whatever. Uh, there's a, a group uh, a group of that I'm in on Facebook. It's for a podcast that listen Is that the Kazoo? To. The Kazoo yeah. Players of America group? <laughs> they posted a, a story, a link to a headline that said in Italy, because Italy's quarantined, that Pornhub has uh, opened up all of their premium content for free to those in Italy. <laughs> what has? <laughs> Apparently the largest interweb... Um, Adult provider. Oh, pornography. Yeah. Oh, I didn't understand what you. I I just heard hub. Porn. Porn hub. Porn hub. Got it. Got it. Now I know what you're talking about. Uh, so they, oh, I mean, to talk about how generous capitalizing on a Wasn't on it? a crisis. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. That there, man. They're giving it away. What? Well, but how? I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. It's ridiculous. I guess. I don't think I, I going back to your your Hillary thing. I think you're way off. Okay. If anything, I might be, and that's fine. But it's really it, it's an intriguing thought. I think that, this is a this good is way. A, a bit a long term workaround to try to get rid of Bernie because he's unacceptable. And and it's I more, agree with well, that. It's it's less about getting rid of him. It's more about getting Hillary in because heck, she's owed it. And she claimed a few months ago she already beat Trump once, but, so she can do it again. But do you think, really? Yes, I do. You think that mainstream left yes. really wants her? Oh, yes. You think? They wanted her the first time. But now? The, prob- the problem I they have. I just don't see that now. Oh, she's remaking herself. She's in self-quarantine currently, staying safe, getting ready. With her- But she's got an email server. <laughs> <laughs> it's been washed clean. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you want anything cleaner than her servers or kitchen? <laughs> no, but you look at like I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking because Bernie probably has the most radical like following. Like all the youth want him to get all the free stuff, and it feels like he has a lot of people behind him. Other than the Democrat Party, they want Biden. Well, well, I think the Democrat Party is smart enough to know that mainstream America is not ready for. I think. I think what they eventually want. I think they want somebody like AOC. They want the ideals of Bernie Sanders. But I don't I think they're smart enough to know mainstream and and main street is not ready for that yet. So they need some time to to create that. But I think that also if they kill Bernie again for a second time, I mean that's also Bernie bros are burning the house down, oh, man. There will be blood. If they get to the convention and he loses, it's not good. He he needs to bow out first, and he just isn't yet. I mean, that's the problem. Is that's their most radical side. Yeah, you're gonna just totally disenfranchise that whole yeah. group of the whole movement for and, a second and, time. And they're dangerous. So this from the governor right now of our state. Live. Hi everybody, uh, I wanted to give you a it quick was, update a few minutes on some ago. of the COVID nineteen work that's going on in the state of South Dakota. I spent the morning with our team that is down. 
um, at the state health lab. Apparently, it's snowing in Pierre right now. Are answering calls. I think it's snowing everywhere, but here. Huh. All the outreach to providers, what we're doing for people who think that they aren't feeling very well, how the testing is going, and what our capacity is, and response times. So we had a great morning down there, um, and also got an update on. Um, what we're doing for supplies and just so proud of the team and all the work that they're doing at the emergency operations center and the coordination of state agencies that are working with providers to take care of people across the state of South Dakota. You know, people don't really know this, but there's a, a room full of volunteers down at the state health lab answering phone calls. Um, they're state employees that go down there for four hours at a time and take a shift on their own time on a Saturday and are sitting there answering phones um, to take care of people and answer questions and get them all the information that they need. I just am so proud of our state employees uh, that they're volunteering to do this um, because they want to take care of people and that they're dedicated on a Saturday morning, afternoon. They do it around the clock. They'll be there tomorrow too, um, just serving people and just super impressed with them. So I want to thank super. them for all their hard work and all the other folks that were down there working a double time to make sure that we're on top of this COVID-19 virus in South Dakota. Uh, we had a great morning and we're doing well and I'm proud of all their hard work. Uh, I want to give you another update about schools. Uh, schools will be closed next week. Uh, this will give them time to clean and to get their facilities ready for the following week. So I that's know that the plan at this point. Okay. In most of these school districts, it's uh, spring break anyways. So it's literally just a couple of extra days that they'll have to get their facilities ready. Um, it's wonderful that it works out for the spring break week um, to do this. And so it's so political. Making plans oh, yeah. And there are some employers that are giving flexibility to their employees to stay home as well with their kiddos and to have some flexibility, which is something I've done for my state employees is given them the opportunity to work. from Yeah, home the state employees. What about everyone else, Christy? To do that. I know there's some Ms. Gnome, governor. Now she will come on the show if I talk to her like this. Flexibility. I'd like to make that work for all of South Dakota. You know, in the update today, I said that the results of new tests would go online at covid.sd.gov by noon every day. That did happen today. We have no new positives. We have a lot of uh, negatives that we're seeing. Is that no new positives a positive? Hours, but no yeah. new positive <laughs> cases to report. So very encouraging news for South Dakota. I do expect that there will be a surge at some point um, that we'll see some more positive cases come in. But for today, it's good news and we'll continue to bring you updates. So thank you for taking care of your neighbors and your family, making wise decisions. Again, if you're not feeling well, stay So that's where two negatives makes a positive. Provider. Ooh. Uh, if you think you have some symptoms, do not go into the clinic or the hospital. The Let's best one I saw the other day on Facebook was uh, and call in Corona 26, and Clinton's 39. You're literally almost twice as likely to be Clinton than yeah. die from Corona. It is, it's the number one thing that you can do to keep you healthy and your family healthy. So keep washing your hands, uh, lather it up, and uh, have a wonderful day. What are we, 12? So my uh, my brother lives in Grand Junction, Colorado, and my my sister-in-law works at a hospital. And he called me, he's like, oh, this is insane. Like, this is serious. Like, we have to be ready. I'm like, for what? Do you have clinics? <laughs> he's like, well, she goes into the hospital and she has to have her temperature checked and you have to go through it and if you've traveled. And he went around, I'm like, well, she works with sick people. She's literally working with the highest like potential for an issue. Right. Like that totally makes sense. You're in the healthcare industry. I'm like, what about all the people that won't get tested because it's a sniffle? They're fine. But we blow up the whole proportion. Like to me, I I feel for like hospitals and nursing homes. 
Like, it's hard to get enough people to do those positions anyways. The people need the money coming in. If a nurse is a little under the weather, is it a cold, who knows what, they come in. Like, that's where you can't have contamination. Yeah, at what point do you, when you quarantine, so my, I have a grandfather in the nursing home, and my daughter works at that nursing home. So at what point, so they've quarantined the nursing home, so there's no visitors allowed, but she's in and out of there every day. <laughs> so at what point do you quarantine the workers right. and actually set aside yeah. beds where the yeah. essential workers stay there and you shut her down. To me, that's where the money should be going. I mean, those are the people we should really worry about the rest. I mean, can you imagine if we actually treated the flu like we're treating this? I, mean, <laughs> I wonder if the flu would, would be anything near what it is, if that were the case. The problem is people get a, a, a flu shot and then they're good. Like mentally, that then checks them off the list. You're good. No problem. You're good. Gold. I mean, there was classes in school this year. I think there was 20, 30 kids missing out of a class with the flu. It's like, yeah. But here's an idea. If you don't feel well or your kid's sick, like if your kid's vomiting, would you be like, ah, go to school. You're good. (laughs) I mean, do you have to tell somebody, hey, if you're puking, don't go in general public. Like that's not something the government should have to tell you. It shouldn't. And there shouldn't have to be any politician saying, and remember to wash your hands. I haven't heard that Lather it up. since I was a little kid. S- sing happy birthday when you wash your hands. What are we, 12? Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of celebrity singers yeah. now that are coming out with, like, they're Ugh. rejuvenating their career. What was the, I I will, Donna Summers. No. <laughs> is that, Han- was is it Hanson Donna? coming back? What's that? Is Hanson coming back? <laughs> you got excited over Hanson coming back, really? Well, who was the uh, Who was the group in the early 90s, though? They had long, blonde hair. They were Hanson. Hanson. Was it Hanson? Yeah. No. You're not talking about the Oom-bop? Ricky Nelson's kids, were you? Uh, no, no, no. Was a, there was Hanson in sync. Like, no, Hanson was a little too late for me. But there was a group, kind of like right Millie Vanilli, and then there was like the two long-haired blonde kids. I don't remember what they were. Now. Two? Yeah, they were like brothers. Well, that was that was uh, that was Ricky Nelson's kids. Was but it? was that was that the '90s or '80s? Yeah, yeah. Like really straight long yeah. hair. Yeah, Ricky Nelson's kids, the what Nelson they, twins. Is that what was their name? What did Nelson they twins. Really? That's what the name of the group was. Show them a picture. Yeah, Google that. Nelson Twins. Boy, that was a sideline, wasn't it? Yeah, that was definitely a sideline. But I remember them, the Nelson Twins. They kind of played off that they were identical twins. Nelson. It wasn't the Nelson Twins. Nelson, yep. It was just Nelson. Okay. I gotta take a break. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com at gmail. DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. On the interweb. This is a throwback thanks to Wallace.
Yeah, I've never heard of this band. <laughs> this is this was not one of their popular songs, I don't think. Does that have anything to do with why we couldn't remember their names? Yeah, Perhaps that was not one of their popular. So songs. there is one. Uh, th- this is their most popular on the interweb streaming service. Yeah, this is it. Okay, so this was the song in the nineties. What year? Ninety-one. No, wait a minute. Ninety-five. No, I think it was earlier. Nineties. All their songs are in the nineties. This was Ricky Nelson's kids. Love and affection, is it? You're really into this. Like, you know too much of this. So I, I had to break up every rose has a thorn with something. Oh, yeah. There you go. This came out in 1990. This should be Hillary Clinton's walk-in song. <laughs> On the outside, look again. <laughs> nice. Here she comes. <laughs> There's nothing love and affection related to Hillary Clinton. Oh, man. So this morning, uh, we, we added a, a furry animal to our family a few weeks this morning? ago. Uh, and <clears throat> Did so you I get, get the... the furry animal vaccinated against Corona? <laughs> I should. need to make sure that's in there. Um and for some reason, I am now responsible for taking uh, the little thing out in the morning. That's how that works. That has happened. I recall <clears throat> getting in the discussion to get it. Oh, it's fine. We'll do it. It's fine. Doesn't happen that way. What's well, today your first day as a parent? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it just, it, you must be better than I am because if that just happened and you were just realized that no, that happens. No, I no, no, kinda... no, no. My point in saying that is I was listening to the local radio station that plays 70s and 80s music. And this song came on, and I hadn't really listened to it before, because that's not my genre, typically. And I thought it'd be fun to play it a minute here on the David Allen Show and kind of figure out what in the crap is going on. I thought for sure it was going to be Who Let the Dogs Out. (laughs) That is not 70s or 80s. (laughs) This is middle to late 80s here. Okay. I was in high school when this song came out. Acceptable on airplay. It's on airplay currently. Going out over the over the well, air radio. You're listening to a 70s, 80s um, station, though. I don't care. Have you not listened? So you don't listen to radio very much? No. Okay. I don't. So I 70s don't and 80s, I listened to uh, at work. Hold on. Would you just a minute? <clears throat> Are you talking about because of the lyrics? Yes. The message? Yeah. For just one moment. To be bold and naked at your side. The name of this song is Father Figure by George Michael. Whoa. 
That's all you wanted. Something special, someone sacred. All right, you got to kill In me. your life. No, we're, no, we're getting there because it's, <laughs> it's, it's when it gets to the chorus that I went, whoa. I think we just found Biden's walk-in music. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells Epstein. me together. This is Epstein. Hold on. We'd be happy. Ready? This is it right here. I'll be your father figure and put your tiny hand in mine. I'll be your preacher teacher. Be your daddy. Anything you have in mind. It would make me. I'll be your father figure. What in the world? How has this not fallen into the pedophilia pile of garbage? Well, that's a sexual preference at this point. Yeah, but it's like uh, similar to is it Neil Diamond uh, had the song. Oh, what's her name? The sixty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Was it the uh, the Kennedy girl that he was singing about? I I wasn't a Neil Diamond fan. Oh, okay, that's not the question. I I was somewhat taken aback by those lyrics. But on the flip side, so I listened to a radio station uh, at work that's like seventies, eighties, nineties, whatever, and uh, they play the Dire Straits song quite regularly. Uh, I want my MTV. Remember that song? Nope. What? So was Sweet Caroline really about a Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. How do yeah you, Caroline Kennedy, yeah. How and do you th- not that's that the song? creepy part. Is she was like a 12-year-old. Sweet Caroline. Wah, wah, wah. Bah, bah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dire Straits, what is it? Money for nothing. Money for nothing. <laughs> you remember? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's a line in the song. Money for nothing and chicks for free, wasn't yeah. it? There, there's, there's a line in the song where the song is kind of making fun of the rocker. Okay. And... It's it's a mainstream person that says something like, uh, "Look at that f word with the the hair and the makeup." Talking about a gay person, but he's not gay. Mm. Just calling him. I'm not even going to say it on the it's air. It's probably been edited now. It's edited out on the radio, is so it, you can't is it look at that he she they. Yeah. <laughs> just, look at them. You kind of you kind of lose the melody. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that! Who sh- but they do. <laughs> they they blur the they blur the uh, homophobic word now. I, I guess I'll call it homophobic word. It's a slur. It's look a slur. at that pronoun there. Yeah, look at that pronoun <laughs> with the earrings and the makeup. Uh. Look at that pronoun. Anyway, they play. It's seven minutes long. They play this on the radio. No, they don't play the intro. The intro is like two minutes long. You oh, can kill it. Oh. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, I'm curious if it's what Spotify's doing here. Are we going to listen to Wall next? That'll get rid of 15 minutes. Oh, no, jeez, <laughs> oh, no. That's right. You didn't. You you were required to listen to a different brand of music in the I 80s. wasn't a center heathen in the 80s. I, I was see. young and didn't know. See, I'm much younger than you. I remember trying to record this song on my cassette player. So I could when it came on the radio, <laughs> were you, the, you would like, did you, did you request songs from the radio and then stand by? I did. That was me. Your kids would have no idea what we're talking about. I know. No, the kids now just hold their phone up and say, hey, what's Siri? What song is this? Yeah. The music video to this was incredible for the time. 
for the time? Come on. I don't remember. It was animated. We didn't have cable. We weren't, we weren't rich. We couldn't afford cable. <laughs> you know, I think I remember going to a friend's house, and I think the first song I saw on MTV was Every Rose Has Its Thorn, the video for that. No wonder you played it over and over. Oh, yeah. Did you hear it? Was that it? How was it? Listen, right here. Well, so it is Spotify is not blurring it, but nope. public radio does blur it. Which they probably do. They have to, you think? Is that has that become uh, in the guidelines? Maybe. I don't know. Like, does that make it explicit? It doesn't here. It's not marked explicit. How has he not been like in some weird lawsuit for for after the fact? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kevin Hart got busted. I mean, he can't. He couldn't do the Oscars unless he apologized. So. That's why, you know... Uh, Cancel do, culture. Do you remember the Eddie Murphy Raw where he made fun of homosexuals in the police car? <laughs> we probably shouldn't play that clip. No, don't play it's that. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. But, like, he hasn't... I don't know if he's come out and apologized. But there's... I mean, it was such a standard cultural thing to make fun of in the 70s, 80s. Not even the 70s, really wouldn't, the 80s and 90s. Wouldn't it be great to live in a place where you could literally just have fun and not be not worry about getting yeah. offended or and that's i think that part of what's happening today with this coronavirus thing there's so much political uh diplomacy political correctness what do you say that's right what do you say that's wrong how much of an over how much are you over um stating the the diplomacy it's just i don't but i think part of it comes down to a retraining of the the youth in our and 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 the woke the uber woke they're all they've been retrained and conditioned that your truth might be different than my okay. truth and so that's okay do you want to hit this subject because you know this one hits close to me and I we know, could yeah. go on this yeah <laughs> we, we could go shortly because i'm really good at going but on to the subject I, I had a friend the other day in and we were talking and that was kind of the thought was um Everyone has their truth, and we just need to be okay with it. I don't know if you remember. I sent you that link about how America needs a victim. Yeah. And when you think about it, like, everything we do, you know, it used to be about winning and losing. And now it's the victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to have a victim, and you have to get behind that person. And that's, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can look at that has a victim. I don't, I didn't probably say that right, but. That doesn't have a victim. We're searching so hard for the victim. Like, we don't really care who wins or who loses, but who maybe was wronged or... So, you, well, don't, that, know, you don't know me, that, right? Yep. But Craig knows this about me. So, I have, I have a daughter that's got some mental health issues and long-stemming, um, and some of that stems back to some abuse from a biological father. I listened to the show, so I'm up with you already. Okay, you're already here. Oh, yeah. Jeez, there's the one fan, yeah. the one link. <laughs> All right. So my my daughter is still like running full speed ahead towards this trans. He was a listener before he was a contributor. <laughs> Long time still, listener, first time still, contributor. <laughs> still running down this this trans trend, right? And uh, trans train is like I I like to call it, but apparently you're not supposed to use the trans train term. Anyway, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I feel like there should be an Aussie song playing yeah. in the background right okay. now. <laughs> So she, so my daughter told me not long ago, maybe a month ago, she told me that I am the perfect parent that 
causes suicide amongst the transgender homosexual community. I am the parental reason that the suicide rate is so high. Was, was that a veiled threat? And went, no. Well, yeah, but her, yes. Yes and no. Um, the, uh, I would not, so my mom committed suicide, and I, so I don't generally take the suicide threat lightly. Um, because the minute you do, what if it comes real? However, I do believe that you have um, the attention getters. And love my daughter to death. I don't like her very much right now, but I love my daughter to death. It's, it's, it's fair to say. Um, but uh, I, said, I, I said, okay, explain this to me. Just talk to me. Be real. Be an adult. Talk to me. Why do you think I'm that parent? She said, because you don't accept my truth. And I said, but why do I have to accept that? Why do I have to agree with you? She said, because we already have an identity challenge, and if we have an identity challenge and you don't accept us, then it makes it worse. This goes back to the my truth. I said, I don't get it because I have religious differences and political differences with my dad, and we don't talk about those. I accept the fact that he believes there's 5,000 ways to heaven, and he accepts the fact that I believe there's one. And we just don't argue about it. It's just that's, I'm not going to convince him. He's not going to convince me. So we go on our way. We have a relationship outside of that. Why can't you be comfortable with the fact that you're so confident in your decision? You don't need my acceptance. Nope, that wasn't good enough. The reason why there's such a high suicide rate in the transgender world is because of people like me not accepting. But, but by accepting, they want championing, correct? They don't really want no, they acceptance. Want a, they want, they, they want approval. They want approval yeah, and agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the, rather than saying, yep, do what you want to do, it's, we yes, we celebrate it, and we're going to jump on there with you. We're going to it's carry approval, you across the finish line. It's approval and entitlement. I'm entitled to this transition because I didn't choose to be born this way. So I'm entitled to it. So because And, and kind of what's weird is a huge part of this community are mental health, public health assistance people, and because it is now a civil rights movement, it's a right to get this surgery, so it has to be covered by insurance. And if it's covered by insurance, then you have to pay your deductible, but if you're on public health insurance, which my daughter is because she's an adult with almost no income, now public health pays for the transition. Because it's an entitlement. It's civil rights. It's the unintended consequence of the civil rights movement on transgender, LBGTQ, IAAPP. Right. Yes. <clears throat> I don't know how we got here from coronavirus, True. but the, we got here. The crazy thing about that is how come you have to accept everyone unless you don't agree with them? Like, I could say, okay, I'm going to become a Mandalorian. Guns are part of my religion. So I am sad. The only way I can be happy is for you to give me a gun. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my truth. Like, I should be able to have guns all the place. Oh, by, by the logic that's used, absolutely. Yeah. The, and, for, yeah. For them to hold a view outside of that is is just hypocritic. If I walked into the courthouse oh. with a gun because it's important to me, I would get arrested and it would be wrong. Yep. And I would be a bigot or a crazy gun toter or whatever like that. But yet, you can call yourself a pronoun or whatever and we just have to accept it because otherwise we're going to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. 
Well, but but it's not. It's and you're right. But and it's more than just accepting it. It's accepting and then creating special provision. It's that agreement. no one else gets. Yeah, it's agreement. But you get special provision and a hand up outside of what everyone else gets. That I think is my biggest concern. Yeah, I have a challenge with that, and I and I challenge my local newspaper. So I, I live in small town. I challenge my local newspaper because he wrote an op-ed. The owner of the paper always writes his op-ed, publisher's point of view, he calls it. And uh, this was several months ago, but he was just going off on the the rails on uh, off the rails about not allowing trans in the military and how phobic that was. And if they want to serve, let them serve. And why do we have to discriminate? And so I wrote my editorial and I was at, it was odd that I was, people read it and actually thanked me on the street. And my point of view was, this isn't about discriminating against a trans. It's the military has discriminated since the Civil War. You have to be combat ready. And if you're not combat ready, which means if you have flat feet and there's a problem you might not be able to run, mm-hmm. you're not in. If you're diabetic and you need meds on the front line that may not be delivered to you because you're on the front line, you're not in. Well, if you're a trans, you need meds every day for the rest of your life. You shouldn't be in just like the person without a thyroid or that needs diabetes insulin or that is depressed and needs Prozac every day. They're out. So why should somebody that needs hormones be in? That's standard discrimination based off of medical reason. Nobody said they can't serve their country. They just said they can't go to the front line. Like, if you don't meet these requirements, if you have flat feet and you can't go 20 miles... You can find something else. Maybe you drive the Jeep, or maybe you work support on the backside. There's a million but different no, ways. But no, that, but see, that's the point. You shouldn't be in the military. But what I'm saying is there's different places they could serve their country other they than can, being in the military. They can serve yeah. somewhere that's not active yeah. duty. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Do I mean, so well, I, I do, but I, I mean, sure. I just had a thought. An but ap- that becomes a moral issue. and not- I just had an epiphany. Uh-oh. The light bulb went on. Are you shaving your beard and taking hormones? No. Okay. Um... You've heard of the Maharashtra no, <laughs> Nice. Let me sell you this flower. <laughs> right. Take this flower um, for free. Um, you said, you listed a whole bunch of reasons why people aren't allowed in the military that nobody complains about. No one. These are standard, very normal scenarios that keep you out of serving in the military. Right. And no one's mad about it. No one's upset. They've existed Heck, for 100 years. Some people 80. want those things so they can't get in the military. Like, they don't want to get drafted, so they hope they've got flat feet or all these different things. Um, I can remember, so here's, okay. Well, well here's, here's the apostrophe I just had, in the words of Hook, or uh, Smee, that's who it is. Um, I don't think, based on that, and based on the trans movement's just adamant stance against that rule with regards to them, they don't want to be normalized. They want to be special. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And so that, if we said, just like diabetics, just like, you know, all these other things you just listed, we're going to put the transgender person in that same category. They don't want that because that normalizes it and that makes it not special anymore. So I don't think they want normalization at all. They want special treatment. No, I, I, yeah. It kind of goes back to the victim mentality. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. When you become a normal stat, you're no longer you can no longer be a victim. That's very true. Right. But discrimination is standard. Discrimination occurs Correct. in every aspect of our society. Mm-hmm. Sometimes discrimination is a positive. Mm-hmm. It limits I mean, 
am I discriminated against because I wasn't picked up to play for a professional NFL team? Yes, I was discriminated against. Now, I didn't try out, but if I would have tried out, I would have been discriminated against. Right? Well, if I wanted to join the military today, I would be discriminated against because I'm past old, the age group. Old guy. So is that ageism? Yes. Okay, but that's a good thing, isn't it? But you're not quite old enough to run for the Democratic nomination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not old enough or white enough. Oh, there! I just saw, or not just, <laughs> but a couple weeks ago, somebody on some stupid talk show <clears throat> recommended, uh, I think AOC should be the <laughs> vice president <laughs> yes, pick. Yes, Joy Behar. <laughs> on the view. Yeah. Well, she can't be. <laughs> what? There's nothing in that. Well, she very likely could be the president. Yeah. And the president must be 35. So, yeah. Anyway, there's discrimination. Do we have to remove yeah. that discrimination? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so by their logic, if a 25-year-old trans wanted to be president, they would probably want to an exemption. They would fight the rule. Absolutely. Yep. Well, you're just discriminating against me because I'm... Whatever. Do you think some of those rules are going to end up changing? I think they have, they have to. to. They have and to. Just with the the state of our society and the media of our society. I think the natural born the, citizen shape is going to change too for presidency. I bet you that changes in my lifetime. You think so? I think so. Hmm. Do you think the pendulum is going to swing back to normalism though? No. Like, they always say Not without go. a catastrophe. No, I don't think so. You're talking civil war movement. I I don't. How do you change it back? I mean, you just, you just look at like at what point do the liberals be like, hey, is there somebody that's not extreme left or extreme right, just kind of a middle of the road? Yeah, if they did that, it'd be Tulsa Gabbard right now, and they don't want that because they're going to realize at some point like we can't win with these crazies. I don't know, hmm. okay, but you're you're looking at you're looking from your side in as crazies. I don't think they see it that way. I'm I'm probably considered a crazy on that side. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like Trump is crazy to them. I, I mean, he's I, out there on some stuff. I but. think he's crazy too. But you know what? He's been fairly effective. He's getting things done. I'd rather choose somebody that does the wrong thing sometimes than somebody that just sits around and not does anything. Do. I, I I don't disagree with you. I don't agree with everything that he does or says or his approach. But it's really hard to argue when you just boil down to the facts of what has occurred and what good has he done and his approach is an unorthodox non-diplomatic approach at times that is necessary but i don't think long term that's going to be the norm so let's say that that he comes down positive with this virus which we should know in a couple days according to the white house what happens to what to him as president he becomes quarantined he it's just like the flu. What do you he, mean? What he happens? Probably, well, I he understand. Probably has but, to blow his nose a few times. He has a dry cough. But what? <laughs> he feels better in a couple of days. Public health will take over. I don't know. No, my. So does does he stop being? I mean, is the left going to push to remove him? No. Why not? Of course they will. No, he, no. he won't be incapacitated. He's diseased. I no, I think they're smart enough to try to not try that because. Well, Nancy Pelosi has been wanting to be president for a long time. Well, wouldn't Pence be the next guy? And they don't. Well, want yeah, that. but well, but he's the guy running this, so he's going to have to come up uh, positive as well. <laughs> and then Pelosi gets uh, cor- cor- coronated. Is that the right word? Indoctrinated. <laughs> 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 the problem is you're not going to be becoming incapacitated from it. Like, oh, I have a cold. I, mean, I can't he, be the president anymore. There, there is some 
level of reality that he's not i mean despite the you know the the oompa loompa tan he's not young i mean he is he is not the the epitome of health you know he is overweight and he is over 60 so he definitely could you know be incapacitated for a period of time but to him and pence at the same time doubtful i don't think so no that it's like the 90 year old lady that smoked every day of her life since she was 15 that you know so many preservatives in there he's he's good smoke from the inside out yeah i don't i no i i don't see maybe, that being... maybe spray tan is the cure for <laughs> is that the cure? Spray tan. Well, apparently stocking up on toilet paper doesn't hurt either, but maybe spray tan is how you prevent it. Well, and I wonder, speaking of, you know, the panic of toilet paper, how much of that do you think it's people going, holy cow, I actually need some, and it's going away, so I need to go, go, go get it. I wonder how much of that is the case. So there's a few random crazies that cause a, a panic, because you know people are sheep. We start running, you. someone walks around the corner and jumps back, if someone's right behind them, they're going to jump too without even knowing they're jumping about. Oh, of course. So how much of this is just reactionary? All of it. Okay. Yay. Maybe Do you the- not disagree? Well, I mean- no, I know. it's. <laughs> Come on. It's for, it's for the show. Okay. I wonder if any of those people check the expiration date on their toilet paper because you definitely don't want it to go bad. Is that that, it, that cannot be a thing? It's not. Okay, I'm thinking to myself, there's wow. no way that's a but thing. But I bet if you said that, like, don't forget to check if the if Governor Nome goes on and says, don't forget to check the expiration on your toilet paper. That would be would, funny. Oh, it'd be hilarious. You know, people would go check. April Fools is right around the corner. Oh man, you know it would be really funny is if <laughs> could the could the idea be floated that the Sherman factory had a coronavirus outbreak? <laughs> oh man. Sherman. Somebody at Sherman had <laughs> yes. tested positive for Corona. The if, the, if, the lot, if the lot number <laughs> on your toilet paper is between this oh. and this, you are at risk. Keep the plastic on. <laughs> I hate to admit that I was a degenerate at one one time, but I remember as a kid, my uh, stepbrother, I was probably nine, he took me out and told me how to showed me how to TP someone's house. We went out and we burned through about 10 rolls. That'd be considered like housewarming gift nowadays. Oh, man. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. You still doing the rain. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's, that's on everybody's bridal registry right yeah. now is toilet paper. That's ridiculous. Oh, okay. There's a whole industry. What about destination weddings right now? How many of those are getting taken off the shelf? Mm. I think it's an excellent time to go. Why not? Low traffic. You don't have to worry about Well, cheap airfare, and I bet you there's not going to be crowds. Chances are it's going to be pretty clean. There was uh And all you got to do is just make sure you have lots and lots of really high-proof gin. My, yeah, no kidding, <laughs> spring break. Well, spring breaks, are, is our spring breaks going to be canceled? Uh, uh, spring break trips. Um, my ooh. wife did just say something about... College students are buying tickets at an unprecedented rate, like airline tickets, because the the flights are empty and uh, they're cheap. Well, uh, which would make some sense. Resorts would be happy to have you. Oh, yeah. I've got family in Wisconsin, Madison area, and they shut down University of Wisconsin for three or four weeks, I think. Um, Now, just the campus, though. So they're doing virtual school, though, right? There's still mm, online classes required. I don't know about that. Okay, you, I think U of M, University of Minnesota, is shutting down campuses but pushing okay. the virtual classes. Okay, I'm not sure about that, Wisconsin, because the theory is now, well, 
they're giving these kids additional weeks off for spring break and there are $100 flights to Europe. <laughs> I mean, assuming travel is not shut down. If you were but, if you were a resort in Cancun. Oh, man, do a deal. You, wouldn't you just give people a plane ticket to I come would. down? Oh, yeah. Or a resort well, in... Or, or I mean, a even credit. Just, yeah, a travel credit. Why yeah. not? Mm-hmm. I heard you could go to China really cheap right now. Probably. Wuhan. Straight to Wuhan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is outrageous. The thing that I kind of wonder, so as a small business owner, okay, so if your employee needs to go home with his kids, you have to pay them. How as a small business owner can they take that? Like if you have, say you have 20 employees and they have to go be with their family and you have to pay them while they're gone. Like, how, what's that effect going to be mm-hmm. on the economy? Well, isn't that, that was part of the funding that just came out with this $50 billion yeah, package. Yeah, but again, was, oh, you have to apply for that. It's yeah, not going to be just- tap into yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I had to lay people off too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or I, we, we couldn't be open. I lost business, so I, I couldn't work today. And then what do you do? You go back and you there, lay out all your books to the government so okay, then they so can know was, where you're at? There was something in the, in Governor Waltz's press release yesterday in Minnesota- one of his advisors, I don't know who, one of his commissioners, I don't know who, but basically uh, made the comment that if somebody had to go home because of quarantine, so it wasn't, they didn't have sick time, whatever, um, that is an involuntary leave of absence, which qualifies you for unemployment, which is less than standard work. Um, but if you qualify for unemployment and then part of the money that the state was going to make available was to offset that difference but yeah, somehow you have to apply for it, I would think. And do you get it after the fact? What happens when you have to file bankruptcy in the meantime? Well, I, but I don't then, know. but then what does that do? Does that categorize categorize you in with uh, a certain like a welfare class at some level to the state? Definitely. Does that put you in a different group? I, see, that this is the thing: is yeah, we got all this federal money, yay! Distribution of that, what do you do? But state of emergency, no. I don't. How do they? How would they classify you as a different social I class? I, I don't know. I don't. I think in a state of emergency, you would be classified as any other person. That like I like I said earlier, that you had a business torn down because of a tornado. Your insurance covers what it covers, and then you can apply for the balance from state of emergency funds. I just don't know what that. I've never had to do it, so I don't know what it looks like. I don't know. Are you in the, you're in the ag industry? Yes. Okay. So when you have when you have to deal with a state of emergency because of flooding or hailstorm, do you does that just come straight out of crop insurance or are you dealing with as a as a business owner we're just out like last year with uh, ground being saturated we ended up I sent back twenty five percent of my product that I had sold so I literally had to go pick it up the company took it back but I mean we're out all the the handling. All of that, I mean, you just, there's no insurance for it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a 25% reduction in your gross income. And that's that's probably the hard thing, and I'm not going to be a victim. Whatever it is what it is, I mean, that's, that's well, part there, of the game. Well, there's, there's certain part of that that's part, like, I before you were here, I made the comment, I was, I was in technology, still am, but I was a small business owner in technology when the Twin Towers went down, and because of my clientele, that economic fall put me out of business and I haven't been back in business since, but I, I mean, I went without income for four months trying to recover and I just, ultimately I couldn't recover cost of doing business. That's what happened, but it's, 
I thought it was different if the area in which you're in business is directly affected because of a state of emergency. There's something that you can tap into, but I don't. Or is that just state of emergency because the road crumbled, the county gets to get funds? I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I guess. I should. I, but but it, it was, there was a pretty huge impact. I mean, you think of just on my side. I mean, I was affected 25%. Well, everybody in the same field would have had the same thing. Now, as the as the growers and the producers, they have insurance. They get paid for not doing it. But we went through all the work. You just don't get paid. And I mean, but that's part of having your own business, right? Like, things are going to happen. What do you do? Um, I sell seed. Okay. So, yeah, it's just part of, part of having your own business. I mean, there's ups and downs. But, yeah, it'd be great if the government would come in and support it. But yet, is an anti-subsidy, which is funny that I'm in farming. But... <laughs> I'm an anti-subsidy person. Like, we shouldn't have to subsidize somebody to keep their business being profitable. I mean, I look at wind farms and that stuff, and that's just the biggest subsidy grab there is. I mean... Well, and solar, too. Yeah. Just a complete waste of dollars. Yeah. I Yeah. I Well, I lived in Oregon also for a while, and uh, wind energy, it was. it's such a... It's such a government suck hole. People just don't realize how much that is subsidized. I mean, a, an average wind farm will not pay for itself in under 25 years, and the life expectancy of the actual machine is 15 years. So they're so heavily subsidized, it can't cover itself. And yep. people don't get it. It's renewable energy, but yet the government is, is subsidizing it like it's like 75 cents on every dollar. I, I don't know if that's still true, but it's it's pretty bad. I, uh, I manage corporate farms for a time and one of them I was involved in before I, I got out of that was they built their own wind farm and basically their business model is we're going to build the farm. We're going to sell it somebody that needs the tax write off. And then after 20 years, we get it back for free. Okay. Well, let's think about it. Like you said, 15 years. Well, I think it's actually like 10 to 12 years is about the life expectancy. The maintenance contract is $40,000 a wind tower. So, Really, it's like saying, hey, I'll buy you a car. You can run it for 20 years and then give it back to me with 400,000 miles. It's worth completely nothing. <clears throat> but it's, I understand, like, there's some there's some customers that I have around here that get a fair amount of money from them. I mean, I've got one guy that's got three towers. He's getting $27,000 a year. Like, that's great for the economy and great for him. But the wind energy company that's putting it up, like, how many billions of dollars are we pumping into just... Lighting it on fire. Oh yeah, the yeah the the federal government is subsidizing that so heavily. There was a um, the richest county in Oregon. <clears throat> I don't know if it's still, uh, but the richest county in Oregon uh, was Arling was the city of Arlington, whatever county that was. And the reason they were so rich is because they had the largest number of windmills per square mile. And there were farmers that were completely shutting down their farming business because they got paid more money to rent their land oh, yeah. to a windmill. Yeah. And they were making, there were farmers that were making six and seven digits a year just off of land use rentals. And uh, it was, it was crazy the amount of money these people were making because they were right. They were just far enough off the gorge that they were allowed to build windmills without being within that boundary that you couldn't do it in the gorge. Yeah, so that, that's kind of where I struggle too. I mean, as a as a small business owner, yeah, it'd be great to have somebody to help you and overcome some of that stuff, but yet you're just kind of getting on the train. I mean, it's no different than 
unemployment or WIC. I mean, there's a million programs out there that are being abused. And I look at if, if my business is viable and I'm doing a job and I'm making the right management decisions, it's going to make it or it's not. I mean, it's not up to the government or anybody else to help support me. See? Alan? What? Another small business owner that says it's not up to the government to support. Alan's looking for a free handout. He said that specifically. Hey, let's rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's my truth. <laughs> that, uh, yes. But the problem right. is, is what makes you more efficient? I mean, what makes you better? Having to self-improve and adapt and evolve or just hang out like, oh, it's not going to work here. Catch me. So you're saying adversity is better? Absolutely. Seems ludicrous. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's man. weird because I, you know, I totally agree with that, and I'm not proud of the fact that that economic crumble put me out of business, mm-hmm. and then I haven't been willing to take the risk to get back in because it 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 affected me enough that he went to work for the government, and I did eventually go back. Now, so now I work. <laughs> yeah, so now I work for the government. <laughs> Talk about a conundrum, true, because I'm a fiscal conservative that works for the local government. Yes. But, I mean, typically some of the the best lessons you learn are the hardest. I agree. Like, if you started your business now, you would probably make decisions differently based off of the experience you've already went through. I mean, look at Walt Disney, Roy Kroc, some of those guys. They're not alive. Yeah, Walt Disney, they just closed down all their shops, so it's fine. I was so excited to go there. My wife's wanted me to go there forever. I'm like, hey, kids are off work for off Yeah, now's the time to go. Let's go. No lines. There's no lines now. (laughs) I think they just shut down all the cruise lines too, right? Yeah. All the the cruise ships. Yep, and Princess Cruise Lines shut down all there for the next two or three weeks, I think. All their boats are... So are they bringing the existing boats back in early? I, I, I have no clue. All I saw was their headline that they're shutting down cruise travel for the next i mean not that you should ever take advantage of a pandemic but why think about this you're waiting in line there's 20 people in front of you and all of a sudden you just do a little (coughs) (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) parts the red sea (laughs) you wear a wear a missionary to china (laughs) t-shirt i mean it's like the express aisle yeah why not nice we're a chinese i all I, I went to China and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. I thought I heart Wang. <laughs> and I thought I was only getting right. I, I heart Wuhan. <laughs> oh my. This is the David Allen show. Um well, this is a very one side or one topic show mostly, so um I don't know. It's time to wrap. Any last thoughts? Pretty fly. I'm trying to rap yeah. like Eminem, rap, white guy, rap. Yeah, exactly. No. Mm-hmm. W R E. Any last thoughts? Bow, I don't know. At what point does the fear of the pandemic become more? Um, that, that happened. Already. More dangerous. That happened already. I mean, just the fact that we have all these guidelines now and these emergencies across the world. I I, I don't know. To me, it's already there. Like we are, we're past the point of return for panic. And even like in, uh, like our town is a small town. We haven't caused any, there's no crazy. The government, as far as I know in our city, hasn't done anything. Um, However, like with our church, we're considering a plan of action. What do we do? Like we need to prepare for people to not be able to meet. We need to prepare for people to not come in. 
Well, just across so, the river, a couple of the Lutheran churches are shut yeah, down. Oh, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost all the big ones across the country are not having services this weekend. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. That's Any crazy. mega church that's over are, yep. 250, they have to close, right? Well, For those o- states? only in a couple states have mandated it. Most most of it is a suggestion. Um, but okay. all of these churches are pretty much doing it. The, the scary thing about this whole process is you're actually desensitizing. Like, we just conditioned people that we can shut down schools and we're going to do all that. Like, it seems that crazy. The government can, and no one will even question it. They, yeah. It's like, oh, yes. desensitized oh, the entire right. population. Yes. That's so. exactly right. So this is the dry run that I was talking about earlier. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that because I was just thinking, how, do, how does the government get away with shutting down a church? Pandemic. That's interesting. Yeah. It is. That is. It, yeah. You're conditioning people to accept that the government gets to shut you down. You know, okay. Yeah. Without you without just, question. There's now, no pushback. Now you just alerted the National Guard because it's a state of emergency. Well, uh-huh. Is there mass looting? Was there? Yeah. Toilet paper robberies. I well, mean, like, yeah. There was that. <laughs> there, there were fistfights in Target over or Walmart or something over <laughs> I mean, toilet paper. Just choose to be safe. Leave a bunch of used Kleenexes around your house and around the door. Nobody's coming in. <laughs> Put up your China flag. That is a good point. <laughs> But you just you completely desensitize the entire population, yeah. and every time you go another little step, right? Whether we talked about earlier pronouns, you know, first it was your, you know, oh you're gay, oh you can't do that. Well, then they just bring in this whole other group. You desensitize mm-hmm. every time. Twin Towers, huge desensitization. Pretty soon, you know, everybody was mad about terrorists. Now all of a sudden, it just it goes away. Pandemic. Okay, now we can activate the National Guard. Now we can close down everything. Under the fear of not, oh, totally. not there yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. a real yeah. event, so yes. the event yep. isn't real yet. <laughs> that, you know, that's what we were talking about. At what point is this? Is the are these massive events being shut down? That's not because of a real natural disaster. It's the fear of a natural disaster. So do we start shutting events down because there might be a hurricane coming hey, or there, it's tornado th- th- season? That is it's, where it's at, yes. It's flu season's coming. Yep. We can't be associated anymore. We have to close everything down. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you just completely shut down a good chunk of the country over something that may possibly be bad for a certain minority of people. It did uh, create, uh, well, and it is, it's it's that possible. Um, you were trying to shut run. this show down and we brought it right back. I was. Well, then well, I saw this. Go ahead. You even go like, dark state or whatever you want to call it but i'm not saying that uncle don would do something like that but yeah it's not a big deal it's going to go away saudi arabia turns the pumps on they basically crash the market hard well you would be crazy right now not to dive into the market super hard because look he comes out with a package boom i mean literally billions of dollars were made so. It's true. Yeah, the, the largest loss since 87 happened on Thursday. The largest gain since 2008 happened on Friday. I would almost venture to say... Maybe, Is this not manipulation? A lot, but literally billions of dollars were made by oh, yeah. people. In the right places. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's... I was listening to uh, the DH Unplugged. It's a uh, uh, markets, a financial look at the markets. Uh, podcast once a week and they were talking about you know oil being so low and you know airlines aren't flying near as much now so they're not wasting you know that burning fuel but one of the guys is talking he's like uh, i'm sure there's someone that's hedging big time 
on oil right now, and they're going to get in and make a ton of cash at low oil price. But one of the, you think about it, so one of the biggest things that we've adapted to now is we're an energy exporter instead of an importer. I mean, this would have been a lot worse. Like, we could, gas prices, if OPEC can shut down and control what we're Mm -hmm. doing when we don't need them and we're not dependent on them, they lose their control. And I've actually read somewhere that's kind of where, not to get really into the weeds, but that's where some of this whole pandemic comes through is they're trying to literally tank our market. OPEC opened up the pumps. Russia, you know, supposedly it was a whole Russia-OPEC fight, but I actually read that they were actually in agreement, and this is how they're going to try to kill our oil industry. Make it appear that there's this big fight between those two countries where we're actually the intended target. So is this, so do you think this is um, an internal desire to push uh, dark state where we can shut things down when we want to and Uncle Don just capitalized on that and flipped it into an agenda that works for him to save the economy? Or was he behind this in order to create some wealth and manipulate the market? If he wasn't such a money guy, so I mean, supposedly, from all we know, he's, he's like a brilliant money guy. And, what, and that means utilizing bankruptcy laws and all the stuff. I mean, he's got the people to make all of that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, why did he bring in Tillerson as his secretary of state? He's an oil man. He went in and did deals with oil countries because he had relationship with them. And then he moved on. Brought him in for what? What was that for? I don't know. So it, it's very likely that this is a global banking scenario. I, I would almost call it global terrorism as far as the oil thing. You get China, Russia, OPEC. How are we going to hurt the U.S.? They're becoming too independent. They're becoming bullies. They're going to, you know, the China agreement, they're not happy with that. They're not happy with the way that went down. OPEC's not happy that we're able to control the oil market. So do you think that the way that we reacted proved you can't push us around? We we survived this? Yeah, I think so. Or do you think it's going to get worse and we're going to get pushed harder so that it doesn't, so that we don't survive it? I I think this was a, a shot to see if they could hurt us. But fortunately, we have somebody that can maybe uh, make faster decisions and evolve. It's not tied to anything, so he was able to actually fight it off better than... Well, That's it, not a bad it, thought. Event 201, the Johns Hopkins University... Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. ...pandemic uh, dry run they did in October, um, that was really kind of aimed at trying to create the need for global governance. Like, how do we manage a global pandemic? Well, we need a global attack to it. And so, it, it, I mean, you almost look at all these pieces at, as um, really trying to erode. And it, I think conditioning is a big deal. You know, the, the American people now are okay with the government shutting things down. Right. But I don't think this worked but, from a global perspective because the U.S. remained isolated in its decision making. The U.S. did not jump. They were the first to ban travel in and out of China. They were the first to start quarantining people coming from China. Trump was criticized because of that. He's a racist. But it turned out to be a brilliant move because look what's happened yeah. to Italy. Mm-hmm. He's banned movement into Europe. I mean, so he didn't play the global game. He didn't buy into it. Did you just knock on wood? Inadvertently. So, But that's the, that's the crazy thing about that whole thing because I... 
and I, I don't know the fact check for sure, but I read somewhere that they were giving him a lot of criticism because he basically gutted part of the Obama put in to handle the CDC and kind of the pandemic response team that was put into the government. But it's more of a millennium or whatever word I'm looking Minimalist? For. Yes, there we go. So if there's a fire and I have to tell four people to call the fire department, mm-hmm. how responsive is that? Right. You just cut all that red tape and all that out of there so you can actually make and evolve on the fly. I think he's actually made it more efficient. Oh, they're, I, they're yeah, I don't, I don't him for that. that. Well, the, they don't, the establishment doesn't like that because it proves, rightly so, that a smaller government is a better government. Absolutely. Because the, the other side of that thinks big is always better. I still and it's th- clearly I, not. I still think, and I bet I'm right, I still think that the election movement uh, on the left side of this is a means to allow Trump to continue to go for the next four years. That is a years. fascinating thought. And I, I, I'm intrigued Because they're not, they're not prepared at this point with the right candidate to mm-hmm. actually take any real movement forward. I think you're off in complete left field, <laughs> pun intended. I don't think they want Hillary. I really don't. Maybe they want the perception that they want Hillary to think that they want Hillary because they don't want to commit suicide, but they want they don't want Hillary. They don't want Sanders. And I and I think they're very well aware that Biden is a terrible choice. I, I don't understand so I, then why she needs to come out with a like whitewashing herself for the masses right now. The, the There's no reason for that. The interesting thing about your thought there is so you have two groups, right? They have their their moderate and they're extreme. Mm-hmm. If you disenfranchise both of those groups, you're actually going to bring them together more. I just think, I, I think. Maybe that's why Bernie's still in. Maybe they want him to go to the end and they want him to be. That way they can get him mad and they can get turnout for the next time. Maybe. I don't I don't think there's anybody on the front right now that has the ability to toe-to-toe beat Trump in, in the general election. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody would have had the capacity, it would have been Bloomberg because he wasn't afraid to fight the same way that Trump, I'm not saying he would have won, but he would have fought the same way and would have had a better chance, but they didn't want Bloomberg because- well, Trump doesn't want anyone punching him at the waist is right. the problem. Well, but, I, but they cut Bloomberg off at the knees so quick because he represents the rich, but I think he but would have been- Was that a short joke? It was a short joke, but he was the <laughs> only one I think that would yeah. have had the ability to actually get in the ring and fight the same fight, but they, they cut him out quick- and they cut, well, they cut okay. Pete out but, quick. But they cut him out quick, but I'm I'm intrigued with what the plan was for Bloomberg. Like, first off, what's the thought? I'm going to drop half a billion dollars. I think because, that was pure arrogance. Well, oh, quite possibly. Yeah, I think but that was complete How is narcissism. that not election meddling at some level? To come in, hey, I'm going to drop half a billion. They indicted Russians for spending 150 grand, 130 grand. That, 130,000 that's right. nothing compared to what Bloomberg did. But that's did. why I think he was the one candidate that probably had the ability to actually go toe to toe with Trump. But I don't I think they are realistic enough to know do they want a bloodbath at the general or do they just want to let this ride give it another 4 years we're going to circle the troops and we're going to design a candidate in the next 4 years that we can put up well they already are it's but a jidge they they're working on him um but he the thing he's not mainstream enough 
the the American people are not going to elect a gay married man but to I the think, presidency. I yet. think you have a point yet. though, because he was way he was up there. Oh, he's one of the smartest people in the room. But he or dropped, sharpest. He dropped out so fast so did and Amy. so early. I don't disagree. Name mm-hmm. recognition. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Name recognition, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get behind Biden before Super Tuesday, and now Biden's in the front. Mm-hmm. I just, but he's not ready. <laughs> There's he's, an article today I read this morning. Uh, Tom Cotton, he's the uh, senator from is he Utah. Um, he was maybe Colorado. Um, he's running ads in Ohio. For no, I mean, no other reason than name recognition to start getting up there because the claim is, his thought is, or the, the thinking around him is, he's going to go for 2024 I to, think, to be a contender on the Republican side. I think, and if, so, yeah, he's starting to campaign now, at some level. If I'm left, if I'm left and I'm playing chess, let Trump win 2020, and then we use those, we use that time. To really regain control of the Senate, so so then, so let's take the House but, but, and the so, Senate. So then, the impeachment process is strictly to get the Congress control of Congress. That's gone. And that, but, well, they're, they're going to do it again. They claim they, they've got they're already working on more, and they'll I keep think, going until they get them. I think they they're going to everything. I think they're going to let that. It's going to drop. Well, but it's going to drop. But does that just see? I I kind of think that their failed attempt is going to cause them to lose some seats. But they wanted it to win. So is that then just to try to throw some tar and feather Trump, just to get dirt on him, just just to to make him seem less legitimate? So this, I mean, he'll win again, but the, it's he's still illegitimate. The way he has handled this, I think you're going to have a hard time tarnishing his name after, unless which there's plenty of time between now and the general for another scandal to occur. Mm-hmm. But this win on this pandemic is he's. He has coated himself in varnish. He looks good. I think, I think the, the new self tanner. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go back, so there's two different environments, right? There's the whole, I would call it a global terrorist attack against the U.S. as far as the oil side. It does make sense. I they hadn't looked, thought of that. They looked at the pandemic, and this is the perfect time to crash the U.S. markets. Like we can basically bankrupt the U.S., put oil out of business, and they're going to need us. I mean, China has just as much money in here as anybody, but. The fact that he was able to evolve and adapt, he rolled the pandemic thing in to get people support. The oil thing, he's already had that lay down. I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm. If there was a time to hurt him, that was their chance. He was able to evolve <clears throat> through it so much. He's bulletproof right now. You can't. I don't. I I real I I think so. They're gonna <laughs> let. I mean, the other op- alternative was to try to fight him in a general. And do you really think that either Sanders or Biden were gonna beat him in a general? Can, I'm excited to see. Biden try like that's going to be fun yeah he's going to bumble around and misspeak and he's probably going to walk over and try to fight him they're going to like according to I, I mean know, Biden's yeah. he, he's a fist man yeah. he's going to go try to actually get him he's going to try to lay his hand on him and that's not going to go well yeah we see how well that went yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> man. the only thing I've seen him lay his hand on his little girls yeah I was going to say <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Joe no not just girls sorry I just I I think that the way that Trump has come out of this he is he is clean and I say they're going to let it ride let him win mm-hmm. lay off and uh, and they're going to circle the wagons for 2024 because they know he he's not rerunning in 2024 who do we who who does a conservative side have for 2024 Tom Cotton but realistically 
Gats or Gates. He's a uh, Bill. No, <laughs> is it G A E T Z? I think uh, he's a brilliant. He's a really really good. Um, is he a representative? But I think? the but or a the senator? point the point though is that it's easier for Ma Ivanka. It's easier for the <laughs> that's what the establishment thinks. the left to start planning that. It's easier for the left to plan their 2024 now than it is for the right to plan their 2024 with a sitting president. It's that's true because you have to become you have to be like a, a Trump uh, supporter, an apologist almost in order to get traction in the Republican side right now. Because if, if you come out as questioning the sitting pres on anything that really but it's sidelines a, it's you. a delicate balance because yeah. you have to be a Trump supporter but you have to create enough distance that yeah. mainstream is going to also mm-hmm. support that you're something different. Yeah. We're going to find out here if this whole pandemic thing blows away in the next month, month and a half. His popularity rating is going to sky. Oh, it's going to go nuts. Yeah, I agree. But the I markets have all- are going to come back mm-hmm. strong. I mean, yeah. we're going to look at typically oil is the most expensive in the summer, summer travel. If this right. whole thing blows over with an oil war going on that I don't know if we can sustain it. I mean, that's the problem is some of our cost of production, everything like they could, it's just who can outlast at this point. But if this pandemic thing actually blows over, turns not to be that big a deal. He's going to go back to the very first time when he said, this is all going to blow over. The markets are going to go up. People are going to make money. I mean, it's going to be pretty easy for him. Yeah. The only thing that could be prepping right now is we've already heard from the CDC that there's going to be a resurgence. Uh, You know, if this blows over in the next month or two, we're going to have a fall resurgence of the pandemic. So, you know, is there a pre-planning for another pandemic in the fall before the general? I don't know. They're actually saying a lot of people in China, they're finding that they'll release them. Like there was a, I don't remember where the article was, but this guy that lives in his apartment building was quarantined for 14 days. So everybody in the apartment building was quarantined. And they checked him, and he was clear, and they had this huge party. Well, he's positive again. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Well, is that where the 24 or 28 date, whatever it is, there's like a new date time, like quarantine time now. It's like 24 days or 27 days or something. I mean, I keep going back to referring to it as a common cold, but typically I get a cold one time a winter and you're done. You know, as you're out and about, you're not in tight quarters. Some of that's probably going to go, I think, away. You tried to shut this episode down, but it didn't work. We brought it back. I'm about to break it down. Wiki wiki. Here we go. It's time for AOC of the Week, everybody. This is an episode, a piece that we do on the David Allen Show here, where we look at the AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, the brilliance that she is. Uh, she claimed on Brett Baer's show the other day on the Fox News channel that, wait for it, Bernie Sanders lost in Michigan because of voter suppression. Kids wanted to vote for him, but they just couldn't, she said. They were These, these young college kids were waiting in line for three hours and they just couldn't vote for him. So what that implication is is that the Democrats are suppressing votes. It's a Democratic primary. (laughs) So she's just saying the Democratic Party are suppressing the votes of their own constituents. Because 
what the voting age needs to go down. So the smoking age needs to go up and the voting age needs to go down. You're clearly, yeah. Anyway, AOC of the week, everybody. <laughs> I thought she was distancing herself from Sanders now. I think she's realizing that she doesn't have a path to win her seat back in the fall. Because she's, uh, the, the, all the, the conventional wisdom is she's going to get primaried pretty fast for her seat that she's in. And I think she's either positioning, there was some very outsider talk that she would try to um, challenge Schumer for his Senate seat, uh, which I think would be nonsense. He is too much of a machine and he's evil. It will not work. Um, I think he will have to get coronavirus to leave. Um, See, that's the other thing. How many of these, the U.S. Congress has shut down all visitors because one staffer, I think, from Washington got tested positive. So what's next? Shut the government down. We'll just, you know, we can't pass any more bills. St state of emergency. Well, see, they don't want that because then Trump would actually be the boss. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, yeah. see, shut it's, Congress it's, it's down, now yeah. he takes over. They're and, not going to have that. The pandemic would be over in 12 hours. <laughs> it would. That's right. You know what? We just, we, we fixed it. We found a cure. Take this medicine, it's, slaves. It's just a cold. You'll be fine. <laughs> but I think a lot of that, like what she's saying, that's all 100% name recognition, right? If oh, you're yeah. not in the news, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. exist. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, and for her to now be going on Fox, which is a big deal. Like, she's presenting herself very mature. She's going there and sitting very proper. She's not, like, being radical in her speech anymore. It's really kind of, well, she has some, but not, not what she's on the news. So, anyway. How many staffers do you think are prepping that? What? Just her. Oh, oh man. Her look, her talk, her presence. I don't know. But she, I mean, she, she looks very, very much more polished than she ever has right now. Well, hopefully, well, I shouldn't say hopefully, but I think they're realizing that the extremism is not working. There's just I hope so. Many, there's just as many grassroots normal Americans. It's too early. They're tired of the crap. It's too early. But I think I think the more people in that 16 to 20 year old age bracket, the more of those that become registered voters. You know, there's a lot of 18 to 25 year olds right now that are great at social media, but don't take the time to go register to vote. You really think so? I think I do. Oh yeah. But I think I think in the next, in, I would say maybe not this year, but by 2024, when those 18, those 16, 17 year olds now that aren't registered, and the 18, 19, 20 year olds that aren't registered, in the next four years, and they're registered, yeah, I think I think then the country will be more prime for a lot of uh, extreme extremism. It it would be interesting to see what the statistics are on Bernie's followers, like what the age. I have no idea what it would be, but what the age gap is. Because if they can essentially kill him, what happens next time when he comes and backs a candidate and brings his following? The, the, he is, I think he has radicalized his position so much, these kids don't know how to support a moderate. Because he has like worked them into a frenzy but, of crazy, you know, way onto the edge. I mean, there's a reason he's called Crazy Bernie. Because it's not his, his hair, his, no, his people, <laughs> his followers, and they start young. I actually saw a graph of the voters, um, the voting age demographics for him and Biden. 
and from young to old, it went Bernie, and then just it was an exact shift with age. They moved over to Biden, almost exact, and it was not hundred percent, but it was high numbers. But guess who has the largest growing voters? Yeah, I was gonna, that's years. why I say four years from now you're going to see a significant change. Where well, whoever, that's what Bernie wh- claims. Whoever buys him in to back them is getting a machine. Yeah, but Hillary tried that last year. Last time it didn't work. It wasn't the population wasn't ready. His, and there was too much controversy oh, around okay. Hillary. So four years ago, he's in the hottest the, group. His is going to. Yeah, but no. See, no. He's he's trying to repeat history. Four years ago, they did this. How come that group isn't just massive this this time? If 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 it was the same thing that they were a young young constituency that didn't quite get it, well, they're four years older. Fortnite came out. This is vote. the problem, and they all got done with college, and they had to start working. They forgot to vote. It was Fortnite. So his his demographic is college kids, kids that are in college. They don't matter, apparently. I think they got to try f- fix their strategy. But I think the following's bigger this time. How? It can't be, or else he would be the guy. He would be up there blowing everyone away. Biden, well, gaff machine would not. <laughs> There's no way he would be the front runner. If Bernie's people were really on the move, I think Bernie's people are. It's a bigger group than it was four years ago. It's not borne out in the in, in the data, though. It's whoever brings out the silent majority. Well, and that the, the silent majority tends to fall on the right side, and they're silent. That's the problem. That's how we got Obama twice and Clinton twice. It's it is abundantly clear that the. Democrat Party does not want Sanders. Oh, absolutely. I, I've th- There's some anonymous talk that the party leaders will destroy the party if need be in order to oh, keep yeah. him off the ticket. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking two cycles in a row. The oh, same man. thing has happened. Yeah. It's not, uh, that's not a coincidence. But I, I also think that they are very well aware that Biden does, uh, does not have what it takes to win. Not a chance. Let Trump win this one, and time to circle the wagons. Probably. One last story that I saw, and then we'll get out of here. I, I'm just throwing this at you as, a, as an aside as we wrap. Uh, on the fourth floor of the Museum of the Bible, a sweeping permanent exhibit tells the story of how the ancient scripture became the world's most popular book. A warmly lit sanctum at the exhibit's heart reveals some of the museum's most prized possessions. Fragments of the Dead Sea Scrolls, ancient texts that include the oldest known surviving copies of the Hebrew Bible. But now, the Washington, D.C. Museum has confirmed a bitter truth about the fragment's authenticity. On Friday, independent researchers funded by the Museum of the Bible announced that all 16 of the museum's Dead Sea Scroll fragments are modern forgeries that duped outside collectors, the museum's founder, and some of the world's leading biblical scholars. Officials unveiled the findings at an academic conference hosted by the museum. CEO Harry Hargrave said, quote, The Museum of the Bible is trying to be as transparent as possible. We are victims. We're victims of misrepresentation. We're victims of fraud. In a report spanning more than 200 pages, a team of researchers led by art fraud investigator Colette Lowell, Lowell found that while the pieces are probably made of ancient leather, 
They were inked in modern times and modified to resemble real Dead Sea Scrolls. Quote, these fragments were manipulated with the intent to deceive, she said. The new findings don't cast doubt on the 100,000 real Dead Sea Scroll fragments, most of which lie in the Shrine of the Book, part of the Israel Museum in yeah. Jerusalem. However, the report's findings raise grave questions about the post-2002 Dead Sea Scroll fragments, a group of some 70 snippets of biblical text that had entered the antiquities market in the 2000s. Even before the new report, some scholars believe that most to all of the post-2002 fragments were modern fakes. One, let's see, once one or two of the fragments were fake, we know all of them probably are because they come from the same sources and they look basically the same. Since its 2017 opening, the Museum of the Bible has funded research into the pieces and sent off five fragments to Germany's Federal Institute for Materials Research for Testing. In late 2018, the museum announced the results to the world. All five tested fragments were probably modern forgeries. That article from the nationalgeographic.com. Interesting. I suppose. I don't know. Okay, the, the, the Dead Sea Dead Sea Scrolls were found in fifties, or not? They weren't found, but they were actually uh, resurfaced mm. in like forty eight or forty nine, something like that. And those are all sitting in the museum yeah. in Israel. So I didn't even realize that there were more that that were found post two thousand. It's Hargrave, I believe he his family. They are the Hobby Lobby family. Oh, oh, um, And oh, they oh. own, this, supposedly, yes, 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 they yes, own yes. the largest collection of biblical time artifacts in the world. Yeah. But, well, but there's, yeah, there has been um, speculation as to what he's act, the validity of what he's been buying internationally. Well, clearly, for, and now this for has, a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. This is the David Allen Show. Uh, it looks like, it looks like, I just got word from uh, David's people that next weekend uh, he should be uh, back in studio. So unless he has actually died from coronavirus, we should have him. Um, and there isn't 250 of us, so we should be able to meet no matter what. Maybe. Hey, Wallace, thanks for sneaking in at the end. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Jay, thanks for coming down again. Thank you. In the late, the, the late hours. This is the David Allen Show, where the dead ships dwell in flames. Have a good night. DavidAllenShow.com.